We got podcast flowing out of our fucking buttocks. Ear holes. Yeah. Put on your Sunday slippers, kids. It's time to go to Sears and buy some ear ear plugs plugs for grandmothers. Because you're going to need them for this shitty podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but you you get... I bet you had nothing. Be- I bet you had nothing better to do than to tune in here. Obviously not. <clears throat> I mean, you. If you're one of our established listeners, thank you very much. Yes, sir. We have two at this point, so. Yeah, I mean, I like I like knowing that I'm at least speaking into uh, the abyss, mm. yeah. or as I like to call it, abyss. And it's much easier when you know no one's listening. It's just fun. It's funnier. Um, yeah. You're listening to one of the most esoteric, uh, intricate podcasts that there is. The. There's no holds barred, and there's no bars being hold. We do what we can. Held. Yeah, we know that we're great, but you don't gotta tell we us. We know that we're great. <laughs> yeah. We try to keep it simple and friendly here, folks. We're not really doing anything that anybody else can't do. When you know? live your life without ever looking at a, just, go- a gorgeous view, us. you know, it's like going birth to death without having a sexual experience, or going birth to death without ever having a psychedelic experience. You know, going birth to death. Without seeing a gorgeous view that's not just built like concrete, like you're trying to look past them. Mm-hmm. I think everybody should have to should experience a place, you know, like some tropical place on vacation, or you know, when I was in BC, it was like that. It was just beautiful everywhere. You know, I went to Cuba once, and it was like this is different. This is different. The air feels different. Everything smells like chocolate. <laughs> the wind, even the wind is warm. Like in here in Halifax, the wind is cold, but the yeah. weather can be warm. Yeah. In Cuba, in these tropical areas, the wind is warm. That's why, yeah. It's refreshing. There's, um, that's why there's such a big difference in like pride of like people who live over there are so proud of it. You know what I mean? Well, those pla- those Cubans, yeah. they fucking. They're in their rooms with harpoons. Well, it can get almost too hot sometimes, and then the they just line. end up sitting in their living rooms with a fan on them, and they're just have, like watching, uh, watching yeah. old uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. Yeah, but like a lot of them, they like 
live on the beaches or they work on the beaches like and and they're so like they're so a lot of them are very proud of their culture and just like they there's they a constant they don't take it for granted for sure, yeah. though like they don't take it for granted the fact no. that they live on these really these beautiful some areas. people in california these stuck up people, uh, california's different i think the weather does have something to do with their personality though because yeah. you know we come from the east coast you know people from boston or new york and in uh, in Halifax, we uh, we have lived through some of the coldest fucking times. Like I've been outside, had to walk thirty minutes in negative thirty degree weather, yeah. with you know, not not enough, not enough layers on, not enough clothes. Oh yeah, we've all everyone, I, we've, we've all, all done, done that. Yeah. Not many people in California can say that they've had to live through these these harsh winters, you know. And I think oh hell no, having to deal with that and not complain about it. It it uh, it builds character. It makes us more of solid people, rather than always being sunny all the time. You kind of get a little weak, you know. Or you could if you're not if you're not much of a worker. If you don't bring it up within yourself, it's easy for people to get weak because there's no, the weather isn't fucking against you. You don't have to fight against the weather or adapt to it. It's always, always going to like be perfect for human existence down there. The weather's always sunny, always perfect. Yeah. I'm pale as fuck, so I already, like... Apparently, I already have, like, vitamin D. That I have produced a lot of vitamin D, so I don't really need sun. That's why when I'm in the sun, I get really sweaty and hot, and I feel uncomfortable. I sunburn really easily. Yeah. Did you hear that uh, people who have lots of vitamin D are more immune to the coronavirus? I did hear that, yeah. The gingies, yeah. yeah. The gingers. Yeah, Mostly you. gingies. Yeah. I feel like if I... If I got it, I already had it, and I didn't even notice. I think we had it in fucking 2015. Yeah. <laughs> like, we started it. Yeah, honestly, started <laughs> we started it with those bongs, one, man. One bad pop. Dude, those bongs were... We mutated... These bongs mutated into uh, creatures of their own. Coronavirus. They became monsters. Cesspool. We made our own virus inside of that bone. Yeah. <laughs> we concocted our own germ. It was a germ of petri fire. dish of yeah, it's fucking a petri virus inside of that goddamn bone. Fucking one morning it just starts fucking moving and like swirling around. Oh fuck. It's like an arm comes out of the downstone and just starts pulling <laughs> dra- it's dragging itself across the fucking room. It's like that scene in uh in Spider-Man when uh, uh, Dr. Octopus like they're in the surgery room, and then like his his arms start going, and like oh, yeah. like he starts grabbing every fucking surgeon and just like, like smashing <laughs> them, like, like smashing them, like smashing them. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's like, ah! and it's like literally it's like, two minutes girl, of like, screams. Like, ah! There's not even any music across the room. Yeah, there's no music. It's just then <laughs> it zooms on the girl's face, and she's like, ah! yeah. As soon as that scene happened, like when I first watched it, I was like. I love this. I was like, this is gonna be a sick movie, dude. Like, I was like, dude. That like, was the third Spider Man. I was like, okay, they're not. That was the third Spider Man. No, that was the second. No, yeah, yeah, you're right. That was the second, which was the best one. Me and Corey, uh, months ago, we uh, went on a Spider Man binge. Oh, really? We started from the first one. Dope. Every day we like, we watched the next. Which one, one was your favorite? Always the first one, man. Really? I watched that in theaters with Alex Houghton. What about the second one though? Yeah, second one was good. Really good. I think um, so. the second one is like I had both on DVD. Honestly, second one is like critically known as the best. 
I mean, I like the first one because that's what started my obsession when I was yeah. a kid. And I, I would pretend to be Spider-Man. I had the mask. I had the... I bought the... Uh, I mean, not critically, but it's widely known as... I would swing on trees one. and shit. Yeah. No. He was my favorite. Absolute favorite. Me too. Yeah. The second one was really good, man. The third one, it kind of dropped off for me. The second I really... one, he's like, he does the thing with the train where he fucking stops the yep. train and like... Joey Diaz is pulls in mask the off. second one. Yeah, he's, in, he's the guy who like, he's in the train and he pulls... He's like, you'll have to go through me. His mask off. He's like, you're going to have to go through me. Like, someone robs the train or so, yeah, or something. No, he, he, um. He's like, if you want to hurt him, you're going to have to go through me. And then everybody else is like, yeah, me too, me too, me too. Okay. Something like that. Oh, yeah, that was when uh, the, the octopus was on the train. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Joey yeah. Diaz. He's such a Sopranos character. He just kind of slams him onto the sides of the, of the train. Yeah, that's so funny. Just like, geez, just like Moses. That's, I didn't even, I forgot about that, that he was on that. He's yeah. in a couple good movies. He was on Longest like, Yard. Yeah, Longest Yard. He's really good in that. And like... He was so fat in Longest Yard, man. Well, that's when he was on his peak of his coke addiction. He was in that movie. He was really When you see fat. him in that movie, that's that's him on drugs. On coke. He was in really bad shape. Like, close to death. Yeah. For a long time, absolutely. Huge. Yeah. He lost a lot of weight, which is good, though. He doesn't look like that anymore. Yeah. He's still a bigger guy, but... Not like he's, that. He's still kicking it. Longest yard though, man. You should see him in that. Holy God. He, they like the whole movie is just they make fun of him for being super fucking fat. He looks like such an actor though. You know, he looks like he would fat. be in a mafia movie easily. How come he wasn't casted in? Like, I think he was in The Sopranos. He talks about it a lot. I think. I could see that. I'm not sure though. Like, he's probably he, be, he could be great in Narcos or. Um, I'm, I'm surprised he isn't because he is like. Um, he would be great in bacon break. Is, is he Mexican or what is he? Spanish he's, or something? He's Cuban. Cuban, yeah. See, that's like Mexican. Yeah, see, like that's, that's the perfect guy to play a fucking mafia member, though. Yeah, he's tough Cuban. as fuck. He Cuban, has yeah. so many crazy stories. Yeah, and he also he's like his stories. He sounds like he actually was. He part found of his mom dead on LSD. That's fucked up. He was on LSD and he found his mom dead in the kitchen. Really? Uh, yeah. I thought you meant his mom was on LSD. No, he yeah. was on LSD and he came home and his mom was dead, like overdosed in the kitchen. Oh, Jesus. That's like the worst trip And ever. he kept doing it. He said the acid, I kept doing acid like every day and that's what like helped me like deal with the, the, the death, like the morning of it. Well, he just kind of pushed it aside though. Well, acid can also help you sort of figure things out and I don't know, back then, I guess, it or probably just... was a whole different kind of acid. <laughs> Or he just fucking wiped it from his memory by doing too much acid. Or yeah, he just fucked up his entire brain wiring, and yeah. uh, and, uh, and then that's what made him start doing cocaine. And then he stopped doing cocaine cold turkey one day because his cat looked at him weird, literally. And then he just stopped cold turkey because his cat looked at him weird, and he was like, "I can't do this anymore." Um, and he stopped doing cocaine forever, and now he just smokes tons of pot, eats a bunch of edibles. So that's the type of person who is not mentally stable. Your cat looks at you he's weird. He's still not mentally, mentally stable, but... He's not, you can tell. He's better than he was, and For he's sure. coherent enough to, uh... And he doesn't seem like an awful guy. He goes into a bragging state. He's definitely out of it, man. Like, if you watch some of his podcast, he just kind of sits there with his mouth open like this. Oh, yeah, he's got... Like, he's got deviated septums. Like, bro... But when he wants to get really serious, he goes, Close your goddamn dog, mouth. Dog. It's still funny dog. as fuck. He'll lower his voice a little bit and be like, Dog. You know me, dog. In the 70s, dog. Yeah. You don't know the kind of shit I went to, dog. It's all serious. Dude, can you lower your voice anymore to just try to, like, 
I know it's your tactic to make people listen to you. Dog, dog. They got no shit. At least he doesn't. Hey, speak up. <laughs> at least he doesn't scream at you and try to get you to listen. Sometimes he does. He goes, dog, yeah, he does dog, too. dog. The shit that I went through, dog. The shit that I went through, Joe Rogan. <laughs> the shit that I went through. <laughs> at least he doesn't do like what Eddie Bravo does and fucking just yeah. yell the whole time to get his point across. Oh my that god. Guy, that guy actually is ferociously annoying. Sometimes Joey Diaz gets go off the rails, man. He's just like. They were just talking about some random shit once and he was like. He was like. Yeah, well, you better get some better fucking weed next time. And he's like, what? He's like, yeah, this fucking Susquehanna weed. This shit doesn't get me high at all. I fucking hate this shit. It's a waste of my fucking time. I gotta get high before I come here. He's like, what are you talking about? That has nothing to do with that. Yeah, fucking Joe Rogan. <laughs> this weed doesn't do shit to me. This weed doesn't do shit to me. And he's like, Joey, you just smoked train wreck. And he's like, yeah, so it doesn't do shit to me. Get better weed. <laughs> yeah, he does too much drugs, man. He's like... That's because you smoke tons of weed every day. Because he always has like on like like a thousand grams. You think of that animals. one joint's gonna get you that much higher? He's eating like a, two bags of gummies by the time he comes into the. Podcast. Oh yeah, he gets th- two thousand milligrams of THC in it before anything. So just one joint's not gonna do shit. Yeah, Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan, this doesn't do shit to me. Maybe because you weigh three thousand pounds and you smoke a ton of weed every day, you're not gonna feel shit. He's just anything. gotta go sober for a little, man. I don't think he's ever been sober. He said sometimes he's like, I. No. I sometimes I take two days off, dog. No, no, no. Yeah, but that's but he's probably smoking weed and. He's got a kid, dude. He's got a little kid. He's fucked. How old is he now? Uh, probably like 50, 56, 54, 56. He looks bad for 56, man. Joe Rogan's 56. Joe Rogan's an optimum human being. <laughs> yeah, I no guess one, no one, will, op- no one optimizes their body as much as him. Yeah, but... Uh, yeah, Joe make, Rogan's all about making himself definitely two, live forever. It's definitely two different sides of the spectrum there, but... Uh, I mean, it's all about balance, you know. You can have your, you can have things that are bad for you that feel good, and you can do things that don't make you feel good, but that are really, really good for you and make you look good after a while. And uh, the more you don't do something, the more you realize how much you really needed it in the first place, and how much you you might have been addicted to it. You know, if you think about stopping doing something and you get anxiety, you're probably, you know, a little bit dependent on it, like. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, if I mention to, like, some of our friends, like, I'll, uh, mention, like, quitting weed for, like, a week, or, like, hey, man, when I, when I turn 26, I wanna, I'm gonna take a month off everything, and I'm gonna really commit to it. They'll be, like, have absolute, it's like I'm speaking another language, it's like, I don't I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I could never do that, you know? One time, Corey like broke his bomb, and he told me that he cried like all day. <laughs> yeah, that's that's like that's just weird, actually, though. <laughs> like, he, he was bawling, and he, and he was like on the phone. He was not on the phone; he was texting and stuff. He's like, it's like I'm fucking traumatized, man. I fucking like nicked it on the sink, and it broke, man. I'm fucking bawling, man. Like. I was like, dude, calm the fuck down. Get another bong. He's like, but I love weed, man. I love my weed. And I was like, first of all, oh, first of all, that's shit. that's fucking pathetic. Second of all, get another bong. Don't fucking talk to me about it. That's that's bad, bro. It's like his best fucking friend. Well, it's his love affair, dude. 
Yeah, that's, and that's why that's, he has a, he has no problem acting like it's it's not sustainable. He doesn't hide it, man. He acts like it's cool. Like, that's what that's what bothers me about it. Like I'm like, you need to change your tone because this is really embarrassing. Yeah, you dude. bragging about stealing and taking money uh, from people. He's just on a whole other fucking level of fucking retardedly high, like that stoner. Like I I know tons of stoners, and you know. Um, None of them would cry if they break their bond. They would fucking be like, "Oh shit, man, fuck! I gotta go buy another bond." And then fucking, you know, be like cool about it, be like happy even because they gotta go buy a new bond. Poor's the only person I could ever think of who would fucking actually get upset like that. That's just fucking wild. It's uh, smoking, drinking, stealing, and going to evolve. Those are the things that he knows best how to talk about. Other than that, he doesn't know, that, he doesn't know shit. He'll just lose complete interest, bring it back to those four topics. Yeah, that's fucked up. We see Requiem for a Dream. And this guy's grandmother takes oh, a bunch yeah, of pills and like every day starts becoming like this more and more delusional state. And she keeps watching the same infomercial every day. And she thinks that she has this, like, ticket to go to this, like, studio and, like, get her life together. But really what's happening is that she's just on these pills and her life is deteriorating. And she's, like, on the bus and she's, like, I'm gonna go be famous. I'm gonna go be famous. And, like, in her head she's, like, so pretty. And, like, this is how she views herself. But to other people she's, like, the crazy, the crazy woman on the bus, you know? like That's disturbing. It was really disturbing. And that's kind of, like, what we're talking about. Jesus. Yeah, that's fucked up. Sometimes I feel like, sometimes I feel like that's me. Same. I see a lot of myself in, in him. Um, in Wrecking for a Dream? In Corey. In Corey. So, How so? It's kind of, um, well, we grew up together and I can kind of see a lot of the things that I do are sort of similar in the way that I talk about it. It's sort of like, well... He's really no different from you, Sam. Like, what, 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 what do you have that he doesn't really? I have nothing over him. He has actually more of a. It's like university degree. Like he focuses on school. Like he does. He does something. You know. And I don't. I don't do any of those things. So. What did Corey take in university? Sociology. You finished it? Mm, took him a couple tries, but I think he just about passed this semester. I don't know. But when, he, when the CERB started coming through, man, he just fucking... What kind of personality traits do you see in him? In him? Yeah, that, no, that, that you have. That I have too? Yeah. Oh, no, um... Uh, probably like... Some of his like initial like intuitive reactions to things, uh, we're both kind of dependent on on weed and alcohol. I'm just more I can just handle it more. Uh, I can't handle it. Yeah. And when I say that I see a lot of myself in him, I just I just mean that like we're, we're the same age, we're kind of in the same place. 
both down to drink and fucking smoke. Like when you look, when, when yeah, when it comes down to it, we're both 25, turning 26. We both have apartments. We both live on our own. Um, you know, and when you bring it down to that, he's actually doing more than me because he actually is, he's seeing a girl right now, and he is um, he can say that he finished the semester of school or whatever. So, you know, he has things that I can uh, that he's proud of. So that's good for him. But when he came over that time and the smash his face on, on the ground and blood was everywhere, yeah, I had to talk to him. I was like, I, I can't hang out with you anymore. Yeah, I would have. I would have done the same thing. And I don't know if he heard it because he was too drunk, or if he did hear it and um, like he just remembered it later. <laughs> Saying you've been chilling with Raleigh and stuff lately. Yeah, that's the thing that I'm doing. They're trying to do seriously. Yeah, Raleigh seems like a good guy. He's focused. He's got he's got plans Definitely. and stuff, so that's good. Yeah, he can uh, he can go off on his little rants sometimes. Well, nobody's perfect, man. I know, and I totally, uh, that's why I uh, listen to him all the time, but, uh, I have tons of people who, go, he I goes on his little but I can, uh, there's tons of people who, um, you know, I can say, I like, my best friends and stuff, but I, I can, <laughs> I can think of, a, I can think of bad things if I wanted to. Raleigh's like one of my, uh, if I really he's to. one of my, uh, friends that I, uh, like, look up to. Because he's, he's older and he, he's like he's like in a good place in his yeah. life. So, so I feel good being over there. there. Sometimes I feel like it's dangerous because like he got robbed once and I feel like one of these days someone's gonna come in with like a shotgun. It's just like just like your experience. You know? yeah. And Raleigh's got the shit. Raleigh's very open about what he fucking has. You know? Yeah, well, we got robbed from like a freak accident kind of situation where oh, people yeah. actually came in with guns and stuff like. If there was people around, it would have been worse, but thank God there wasn't. But Raleigh's never been robbed like that. He just gets robbed by, like, sneaky fuckers who, like, wait till he's not home and sneak in. One thing that worries me is that this jam space isn't downstairs, and, like, my drums are down there. And sometimes people leave, and he doesn't walk them to the door. He right. just lets them walk out, and they can just take any, any of those things. Yeah, but the first thing they would take is a guitar or something. Still. Not a fucking Still. big piece of drums. Not a big piece of a tom. Yeah. Tom tom. Not like a random fucking what? What's someone gonna do with a single snare? And he says all the time, like I, ninety percent of the time, and the he, people that come here, I I wouldn't yeah, trust they, even if I wasn't here. They're coming back, yeah. People usually come, and like Jackson, he comes and Raleigh's in the shower. Jackson and it's just, who? Jackson Noble. Oh, does he? Yeah, he he'll come down and like Raleigh be in the shower, oh, and I'm just there on the Jackson couch. Days, man. Yeah, he he's alright. He's kind of a kind of hard to deal with sometimes. Is he? Yeah. He's just a big stoner. Eh, yeah, he kind of pushes himself. He's kind of like... Uh, yeah, but I'll be sitting on the couch and he'll come up and uh, I'll be like, yeah, Raleigh's in the shower, man. Um, and he'll be like, all right, I'm just going to like weigh myself up some weed and leave. 
some money, and I'm like, oh really? I'm like, oh, I don't want to be like responsible for for like that. I don't want him to get mad at me because oh, can I like at least take a picture of? I think he knows Jackson now. Oh, he did. He does it all the time, but I just wanted to be safe. And uh, later he was like, oh man, like Jackson just forces like this deal on me where he pays sixty dollars for ten grams, and I'm like, why? What? He's like, yeah, but I give him the shittiest fucking weed I have. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. That's just Jackson, though. No one really fucks Jackson. He's too nice of a guy. Yeah. I would do He's like, dude, you should get this weed. You should get this weed from my buddy. You should get weed from my friend. I would do the, I would do the same fucking thing, honestly, because, I don't know, everyone loves Jackson. He's all right, man. Yeah, everyone does love Jackson. He's, there's literally nothing that wrong with him. I never get a bad vibe I, from I him. Give him I the only him bad vibes him. I got from him are bad vibes that I brought upon myself because I just wasn't in the mood to be around him. I would give him the friend deal anytime, even over people that are like. I think it's probably doesn't get friend deals at all. Closer friends. He barely. He doesn't ever get friend deals. Not even to me. Uh, yeah, he's he's a, He left that entire drum kit at our house that one at the Marchant. Oh, Jackson. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and oh, TJ well, fucking took it. Yeah, no way. Fucking crazy. Uh, TJ took it as his own, and Jackson was so mad that, like, TJ had this thing, and yeah. they brought back, like, different, they brought back different hardware, and TJ was like, oh, shit, bro, I must have, uh, must have, uh, like, switched it out, bro, sorry, man, oh, not my fault, I'm not gonna do anything about that. <clears throat> Jackson was really mad that there wasn't, like, oh my god, you used my kit, you took it to a gig, and you didn't, and you couldn't even get all the pieces back in one, like all in one piece, yeah. all in one thing. Fuck, that was fucking painful. If I ever see TJ, I want to actually throw something in his face. I felt bad about that too, but I couldn't really do anything about it. He locked us out of upstairs and fucking. Yeah, it's his fault for fucking trusting that TJ was more be a person. Well, I haven't talked to Jackson since then, pretty much. I don't think he's mad at me though. I think I think I messaged he messaged me on Facebook. Like, no, he a asked while he ago. asked about you all the time, man. Like yeah. he's like, where, like, oh man, I miss I miss chilling with you. He's a good guy. I'm glad you guys are still okay. You're all right. He's oh man, I love that type of guy, dude. He's super fucking he's just a nice guy. Like I said, he's the type of guy that like even if I wasn't like super great friends with him, I'd still give him like the friend deal, sixty dollars for ten, for ten just cause just cause he's just like. I don't know, he's just a likable dude. He probably gets that a lot, but... <coughs> I don't care, he's fucking great. <coughs> he doesn't even, like, really chill too often, and, like... He, he'll just kind of be, like, in and out. This type of guy just pop in and out. Yeah, he's like, let's chill sometime, let's chill sometime. I might be back later. Yeah, he's always on the, on the move. Gone. But he used to chill, which is cool. He did, yeah, man. On Church Street. Oh, good. I think he's, he's got a girlfriend, too. Yeah, he had a girlfriend. Oh, actually, I seen him um, in the mall not too long ago. I seen him last. Fucking. Do you have a frisbee? Um. No, I don't. We should get a frisbee and head on to the commons like tomorrow. Yeah. Or the next day, or on the weekend. My uh, my buddy's got a frisbee. If you want to come up with us one sometime. Yeah, I'll come up with you guys. We can do three-way frisbees. Yeah, man. Ultimate. Yeah.
Three way is better than two way. Oh yeah. We were gonna go up the other day. And I can throw a frisbee. Nope. I can I can I can play. It's just yeah. It's pretty simple. It's just throwing a frisbee. It's not too hard. It'd just be nice to get out there, get on. Some the... people do not know how to throw a frisbee. True. It's just nice to just get out on the fucking commons and. Yeah. And just feel like everything is gonna be okay. Normal. You know. Yeah. <laughs> that feeling. That feeling of being in the grass and you know just the, just having this hope. Yeah, once we uh, when I when I hit him up next couple of days I'll, I'll let you know. Yeah, I mean, if if he's not, I mean, I I feel like I just want to go to Walmart and get a Nerf frisbee or something anyway. Yeah. I have it here. Yeah. And. There's a is there a place near here that's kind of like the commons? There's the field. We can't go in there though. The Dow like football field. No, you can't play there. Um, the commons. Is there's a park. There's a you know, Cornwall's Park down there. You can oh. get frisbee down there. Commons is close. That's not too far. Commons is pretty close. Fifteen minute walk. We should get bikes. That's what we should get. Yeah, yeah I used to have a bike, but. I don't know. I'd rather have a bike than a skateboard because I can control that shit. And I don't know. I'm cool with just walking. I don't know. I need a fucking bike. At the yeah, moment. you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. The Commons is uh, it's, uh it's, it's fifteen minutes away. Fifteen minute walk. Yeah. It's not fair. Anywhere in Halifax is not too bad of a walk. It's just if we're going down to play yeah. frisbee, might as well fucking walk. Smew has a nice field too that we can go. What is it? There's also Point Pleasant Park. Um, I don't think there's is there not, there's no like green space though. Not particularly. It's a kind of like a there's a beach area. Just in the woods. Rocks. No, the Commons is definitely the place to go, man. Man, if we're gonna, the beach. If we're gonna walk, if we're gonna play frisbee in the Commons, which requires running it's around, it's gotta be grass. We're gonna. Cause I'm dying. Fifteen minute walk isn't much of a difference. No. It's, it's, it's honestly, uh... Beaches are open, though, now. Which would be fun. I need, I want to get my license and get a shitty truck and then fucking just go down there. Yeah. I want to go down the, I'm going on the beach for four, four or five days, guys. See you later. I'm going to sleep at the beach for a bit. Just get fucked up at the beach. Yeah. Talk to people. So California's for... It would be nice to live in California, but expensive though. Yeah. Some people manage to do it. I don't know. I don't think I can travel at the moment, man. Yeah, I don't think I can I travel. Even, no, I don't think anyone can. Oh, no one can. Yeah, true. But I. But personally. If yeah, I don't think I can travel outside of the country, even for like maybe another couple of years. Really. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how long for. Because I got uh, that trafficking charge. It's true. Yeah. <coughs> anyway, back. When I was uh, coming back from Amsterdam, I fucking had like a little tin on me. That's some shrooms. It was like 20 grams of shrooms. What were you thinking? You thought you were just gonna crossing the border. Thought you were just gonna. That just didn't. Even, I just didn't even think about it. I mean, it was legal there. Exactly. I was just coming back from Amsterdam, and I was just like. You thought people would do that all the time? Yeah. I was, I was just coming back from Amsterdam. I really just didn't have it in my mind that 
you know. There should have been signs that are like, if you have drugs from Amsterdam, do not bring them back. They're not legal. Yeah. As soon as you cross the border, they're fucking illegal. You're well, a criminal. I should have just thought about it, but yeah. I probably would have done the same thing, or at least try to like put hide them in my bag. Really, super fucking stupid. You know, you wouldn't think that uh that the X-ray would uh, would would see literally like. <laughs> you know, I picked up like a little like a metal tin, and they were they. they it wasn't that. They, they, everybody who got off the plane, like the, everyone went through the fucking. Mm-hmm. Everybody went through, and then they were like. Everyone was like kind of going to a bag check, and the guy came up to me, and he was like, "You." Get over here. And I say, pulled me out of like the whole crowd of like a hundred. Did he people. grab you? No, he just kind of told me he was like, "Come over here." When I got of like a hundred people, and I was like, "This is embarrassing. It's all shit." Yeah. And then I went and fucking stood. And, and this was in what, my Ireland? Entire bag. This was in New Brunswick. New Brunswick airport. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and you told me that you were in the room for a while. I was in the room for like an hour. And then you just left the room. room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you just like went home. <laughs> yeah, basically, I was just like. Fuck With you your guys. bag, you got your bag. Um. No. Yeah, I took my bag and everything. With the shrooms in them? No, they took the shrooms. They took the shrooms. Yeah. But you got your bag and what? Yeah. Because I guess they could have just gave you the. They probably gave you the option to. Secretly, you had the option to do that anyway, probably. Yeah. Like, if you want to stay, we're gonna stick here. We're gonna stay here and like question you and maybe get, try to get money out of you or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious, man. You know, any in any other situation, you you probably would have gotten away with it. You know, people probably do get away with it by chance a lot of time. And they told me I couldn't. That I was uh, I can I can fly I guess. So I guess I'm not banned. I can I can fly, but they'll check my bags. For like she said, it was like the next seven years or something like that. I'm gonna be on like a watch list. Okay, so when you check into an airport and you have your ticket, when they bring up your name when you check in. It's gonna it'll, say like he's on a It'll say, list. "Just be cautious of this person," and yeah. then the uh, the security will be alerted. It's gonna say trafficking when though. you go through security. <laughs> so they'll look at your name or whatever, and they'll be like, "We're gonna search. Just everything. take a little bit extra time with this guy. Just search yeah. his bag, and you won't have anything, and you'll be able to find. You'll probably be able to find." Yeah, but it's still just fucking annoying and embarrassing. I don't want like I just, yeah. It's just stupid. Yeah. Have to deal with that, especially if you're flying with your parents or something like that. It's like it's like getting your license suspended for something stupid. It's like, well, fuck, sorry, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And then now every time you have to go to the airport, you have to prove that you don't have shrooms from Amsterdam. <laughs> yeah, know? exactly. I don't have anything, right? Yeah. Okay. And it's like I don't want to have to trouble other people. You just have to be more, so much more of an innocent person. And if like, I'm like someone else, like I'm just like I don't want to have to get their bag searched too. And go through just... security with your hair just combed over, and you got like a nice. You're all just dapper, and you're like, hello, sir, hi. They'll just think I'm a fucking mob boss. They're like, why is this guy trying so hard? This guy's yeah. totally, like, guy. He's like, oh, he's definitely He totally swallowed a condom full of weed and opium. He's still trafficking. He's just... He's still trafficking. He's just in his asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's still trafficking. He's just in his asshole. It's just a pound of his asshole. So. I'm not checking. Sir, open your asshole. <laughs> what? Your assholes. How could you dare? How would you dare be? How would you? I can't believe you've said this. Can't believe you've done this. So what else is new? (laughs) Well, that's not new. See how the see how the flow just flows like a river. Yeah, I guess. Just treading golden water in the rotten river. 
And we're doing our best, but I mean... And we're gonna do it. That wasn't even... Did you just fart? No, I don't know what that was. That was a jackhammer upstairs. That's a jackhammer in the apartment above us. Jackhammer in the carpet. My apartment is retarded. Hope you heard it. We're coming on about 36, 36 minutes and 10 seconds on the podcast. And, uh, Way to point out the obvious there, Mr. Well, I, I just wanted to say that... Um, did you did you did you get the did you get the, another email? Oh, from John. From John. So what he did was fortunately he, he drove yeah. all the way to Glendale. Again. Yeah, and What's this guy and as soon as he opened him? his door, his he saw his wife fucking fornicating with fucking another man. So what he did was. He immediately turned around, got in his car, and he and he texted me and he went, I'm I'm on my way back. <laughs> he said, I'm on my way back and can I stay at your place for a few nights until I get myself figured out? And I said, I hope you don't mind. I said okay. I said, Yeah. Did he did he tell you about the fornication? Or like, yeah, you told happened? me what happened. Yeah. yeah, okay. I didn't just make that up. Okay. Yeah. And so you, you let him stay at your place, or like? So I mean, can no. you believe that that's what a stoic move of a guy to just be like, you walk in, you see it happening, you go, okay, turn around, and then you just like, completely boot like the, like a like the Buddha, just completely let it go, just start driving, and just start starting your life over again, and just <laughs> not even an emotion in sight. Yeah. That is true. Like, oh. Okay, six years of my life down the drain. <laughs> well, no, because there were still good times there that were that were, could still be classified as good times. They don't become bad times just because something bad happened. Um, yeah, that's the way but, it be. But when something like that happens, like that's probably one of the best things you can do. Yeah. You know, because she's gonna live the rest of her life going. I can't believe he was like he just completely like. Wrote me off that quickly. He's like, oh, you're doing this? Oh, okay. <laughs> Not even a goodbye, nothing, just <clears throat> drive off. Yeah. He didn't even say goodbye. Well, you fucked somebody in my bed. Anyway, yeah, I felt bad for him, so I, uh, I said he could stay for a couple nights. I mean, we have a guest room in the basement. I mean, no, we said we were going to turn that into the new podcast studio, but. Um, I'm trying to work out this table thing, and we're going to eventually have a visual component. But I told John he could stay here for a little while, and whether he's on the podcast or not, whether he's playing music or not. So he's taking up our basement space. For the next little while, yeah. Okay. No, it's fine. No, it's fine? No, it's fine. No, it's fun? No, it's fine. It's fine. That's what I said. Okay. He's on his way now. Uh, oh God, I, 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 I apologize for not... I always tell you these things in like the very last minute, especially live on the podcast. Yeah, this is, yeah we, should, we should be more organized. Here. I should be more telling of these things, but 
He's on his way. He might be playing a little something for us. He might not even be in the mood because he just broke. He just saw something fucking crazy happen, and now he has to start his life over again. I wonder how his. So yeah. I'm gonna give him a watch of weed, and I'm gonna. I'm curious to see what his reactions, what his mood's gonna be like. I'm sure he'll be fine. I mean, if he's able to turn around and start driving away, he's probably in this. He's probably in that state of uh, denial, or or uh, not giving a fuck. You know. Oh, like yeah. Or he's just like silently crying on the drive home. Well, like, don't bring it up too much because he might. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. No, I, won't, I, I won't ask him. You're gonna dig right down into his bones. Aren't no, you? I won't. I won't ask him. You're gonna dig for his bad bones. No, I'm not gonna pressure the guy. I'm not. Gonna, I'm. I'm just not gonna bring it up. Okay. Yeah. Man, I gotta take a shit. I think he's here now, eh? I gotta take a shit. Oh, dude, that was the double cheeseburger, dude. It was about, I had a double cheeseburger that was about two feet, uh, about two feet high in the air. Those patties didn't even look like real meat. No, you know the Harvey's patties? Yeah. It's, it's a, it's like a moose meat. It looked like it was but made out of. they're not meant to be doubled up like that. They're not meant shit. to be doubled up. Because I was literally holding, like, just groceries. <laughs> like, <laughs> there yeah. was no form to it. I was holding just wet meat and bread and just trying to hold. Anyway, I got a shit really, really bad. Can we stop the podcast and maybe John can show up in the in the meantime? Oh, it's too late. It's too late. It's going. You guys are all going to have to hear this. Oh. Go to the bathroom, man. That's usually where it's, we help, we hold it. Oh. Uh. There's no toilet paper. Don't There's worry. There's no toilet paper in the house. Don't worry about it. Hey, look, it's John Codeine. Hey, hey, hey! How's it going, everybody? How's the times? How's the times? Hey, How's the times? Good, How's the times? So, Why is Sam passed out on the floor? He, he'll be uh, he'll be back in a bit. Just give him a second. Why does this smell like shit in here? Uh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it? Can I spray some Febreze? Do you have a guys have Febreze here? Uh, no. Unstoppables, uh... I mean, it should be around here somewhere. You're just gonna leave him on the floor? That's insane. He's fine, he's fine. Did you guys hear what happened to me? Yeah, I was just about to ask. Oh, you were just about to ask? Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Tim, uh, so did, he tell you, did he tell you what was happening? Yeah, he told me. He told me not to ask, but. Uh, oh, I'll tell you, man. So I just drove here. It was another 19 hours. As soon as I got in my door from leaving, you know, it takes about two days to, for me to drive home. Yeah. So when I ended this podcast, you found your wife fucking some guy. Oh shit! Is that another story? How did you hear? Is that <laughs> not what you? Oh shit! How did you hear about this? My bad. Oh, uh, Sam told you, right? Sam gave you the deets. Sam gave you the deets, as always. He runs his fucking mouth, doesn't he? You so, can never yeah. take that shit too seriously. No, I did not catch my wife fucking some other guy. Oh, you didn't? I cut my wife fucking a transsexual. Oh, that's way worse. Right? Oh, God. Well, and 
as I was coming down the st running down the stairs in pure anguish, crying like a baby. <laughs> just, 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 just nothing, just coming out. So the chandelier, two thousand dollar chandelier that she bought in the mansion, mm -hmm. comes crash. All of a sudden, breaks loose, comes crashing down right in front of me. If I was this much closer, I would I would have died. Win some, you lose some. Well, I suppose so. I mean, yeah, that's unfortunate. I mean, so I end up dang. not talking to her. I go right into my car and I drive right back. So I haven't stopped. I haven't eaten anything since the day before I was here last, which was probably about a week ago. I yeah. haven't eaten anything. I haven't even slept. Yeah. Um, I don't honestly I have no idea why, uh, how I'm still alive, awake, anything like mm. this. I wonder. Say, uh, this guy over here, this dead guy, is he okay actually? Yeah, he'll be. He's fine. You said I could sleep in the basement for a little bit. Just don't. Just, just stop. Just stop talking about him. Can't you talk about anything else? You want me to talk about something else? You want me to talk about the fact that my relationship of sixty years is over? Yes. That's why we all came here. Isn't that right, folks? Well, if I can say one thing, it's that uh, on my way here, I wrote a song. Really? Yep. About your wife? <laughs> How'd you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's not only about my wife. Uh, it's well, about... I'm sorry to hear that there, John. It's not... It's only not about... Tell me more about it. It's only not about my wife. It's... It's about fools... It's about um, so. This is not the disaster in any way. Uh, a story that is relatable to your real life. This is a real story. Okay. Okay. One, two, three, four. Ice cream truck in the morning. with my grandfather until one day he just dropped it like sand beside me that's all I got for now nice that was, yeah that was fantastic that's probably my favorite song I've ever heard uh, yeah man wow it's hard when you're trying to write a song in the car and you, your hands are on the steering wheel not a guitar mm -hmm. I should write that down that rhymes yeah wow there you go again that's why that's what they call you. That's why you're a genius. I, are you are you not are you not okay with this? Are you not? Are you not? Are you not satisfied? Do you want me to tell more about how about the story about what happened? Do you think I'm averting it or something? Or? Yeah, you are, but don't. No, it's, but I don't want. It. I can tell you about the guy she was with. 
Okay. Or girl, or the guy. Girl. It was, um... Tell me about the guy. This guy had blue jeans and bloody tears. Jesus Christ. So, Sorry to hear that. just Christ, perfectly man. fitted blue Levi's jeans, no t-shirt, a fade, abs, just, just nicely, just really nice form, really nice paddock, really nice. Uh, he was giving it to her good, eh? Giving it to her really nice, like she, like his, his, he was hitting a nice three-four pattern, perfectly. Like he, mm -hmm. he had that rhythm he down. Stride. Some R. Kelly in the background. Damn. Nothing I could That's even, nice. even a little bit uh, come close to. Come close to. No, I mean, look at you achieving. I mean, of course. Jesus. Well, thanks for rubbing it in there. Oh. No problem. Continue. So, like I said, I, uh, so they pretty much stop what they're doing and look at me like deer in headlights, like, Wah. and, uh, for some, for some reason, R. Kelly stops too, like, and, uh, wait, yeah. it, was, it was R. Kelly? R. Kelly was playing, but that stopped, somehow that stopped too, oh, and we all looking at each other. Wasn't I invited? So we're all looking at each other, and, um. And then I just, I, I, I break down. I go, hey, I just start running down the stairs. And as I'm running down the oh, stairs. Oh, that's so, so sad. I didn't say this before, but as I was running down the stairs, I, I tripped and I slipped and I fell. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I think the vibrations mm -hmm. shook the chandelier. And that's when the chandelier broke and fell in front of me. Uh, and um, okay. they screamed. They were wondering if I was okay. But, wow. <laughs> I just thought this whole the whole situation was messed up, and in a way, I sort of played it off like I it, I broke their chandelier on purpose, which was really my chandelier, but now it's theirs because they're apparently a couple now, right? And I'm not in the picture, so yeah. So you know, uh, things happen and things are this. So I have my car and uh, I can sleep in my car if it, if it's that much trouble. I mean, maybe I can just use your driveway or. Uh, thanks for letting me do the podcast, by the way. No problem. Do you guys have any, like, freezies, or...? There might be, yeah, I think there's a couple in the freezer. Well, that, fuck, fuck, of course, that's where they're kept. I'm just wondering if you have Jesus, okay, well, do you, well. Want, <laughs> do you want one or not? Like, oh my god. This guy. Am I, uh, I'm sorry, man, I haven't talked to a single human being in a while. I don't know if First I'm being rude or fucking not. I don't know if I'm being rude or not. Am I being rude here? the chandelier, then you come at me with freezies and shit. You think there's a reason why she... No. 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 Don't thanks, say that. Thanks. I'm great. My name is John Cody. <laughs> I'm fucking amazing. Well, sounds like it. Um, well, I'm sorry, guys. At least you're still, you know, you're still, you know, you know, you know. You know what I'm trying to. You Do you think you can help me out here? Maybe we can try to express what our what we're trying to what we're actually feeling. Here. I, I can put some sense. I can put a tune into your thoughts. Have you heard of Dolphin Reef? Yeah, no, we don't want to hear this. Have you heard of Dolphin Reef? Skip this shit. I heard uh, Dolphin Reef was narrated by Natalie Portman, or some people call him Paddle Shortman. Paddley Nortman. Yeah, I've heard that. I knew I knew a kid in junior high. His name was Evan Owens. And he, he couldn't say Natalie. He had to say, he his mouth would only say Nathalie. 
Wow, what an idiot. And I said, you're a fucking idiot, man. How come you can't make your mouth do that thing? Where you fix your mouth. It's literally the easiest thing you could possibly do. That's like, that's bullshit, man. I'll be pissed. This is really out of tune, this one. I think they sound better out of tune. I, whenever I get a guitar, I personally like, untune it as most, the most I possibly can. And then I try to work with it from there. I feel like it makes me a more accomplished musician. So this is a song I wrote. It's mostly about volcanoes and watermelons. But it turned it out. Oh, it turned out that it was about. Uh, sorry. It turns out it was about vampires and vigilantes rather than watermelons and vampires. So without further ado. Without uh, further what? Without further ado. Okay. Just checking. Here we go. Sometimes I wonder if it's all a dream And sometimes I wonder if you're in between the lines I wonder how many people you've seen under the sheets guitar solo real soon if you wouldn't mind with my mouth like Jack Black Thirsty 
that's about uh, all I wrote for that one too. So see, uh, lately I'm just writing half songs, and I think that's I never really do that. I think something's wrong with my brain. Well, that was all from John Cody. Oh, you're still here? Thank you. Hey, what's up? God damn it. Is Sam still sleeping? You should clean this up. He's got diarrhea, blood, cum, He's fine. snot. He's, He's got it all over. Don't worry about him. You really want him to. He's fine. All right. Oh, I see. You did the old. Oops. No, no, he's right? fine. No, 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 no. No. Look. He's good. No, no, no. You did the old, uh... Oops. No, no. No. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 Oops. He's <laughs> fine. He's fine. He's fine. He's fine. No, it's cool. No, it's cool. Um, I remember watching a scene in uh, what was that? What was He's that fine. What's the movie? Uh, what's the show that you used to watch? Uh, so there's a scene in the movie where he po he poisons the guy. And, he uh, poisons the guy. He poisons the guy, and uh, continue. And he's like, he's he's drinking like they're all drinking, and like this this cowboy guy, he knows that uh, his his drink's poisoned. And he's like, oh, I feel, I feel fucked up. And he's like, yeah, we're getting drunk together, and he's like, yeah, but I feel really fucked up. Oh yeah, and yeah. He's like, oh. And then he leans over, but they're, oh, they're by a pool, yeah. and he's just like. Oops. And he just like throws him in the pool. That's Ray Donovan. Yeah, and then he just gets up and walks away like, it's, it was all him. I was never here. Yeah. <laughs> it was the most like, that's how you get away with murder. Yeah. That's how you get away with murder. And he puts a bunch of like uh, sleeping pills in his drink or something. Yeah, and he's like, I'm too fucked up. Yeah, and he's like trying to act like he's not fucked up. Yeah. He's just like. Yeah, and he just kind of tips him into the water. <laughs> and he's just like, oops. Yeah. Guess he uh, died. Yeah, that was a great scene <laughs> in Ray Donovan. That was amazing. Yeah. I think about that all the time. You think about that all the time? I think that'd be a great way to kill somebody. That's the best way, probably. Because you're not even at all confronting any sort of. You're never gonna let. Him, he's never gonna know. He's pretty much. You're not just getting even, drunk with your buddy. He's pretty much not even guilty. You're getting drunk with your buddy, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, <laughs> you know. And then yeah. next thing you know, you're, uh, you don't know. Because you don't, you're not alive. <laughs> Next yeah. thing you know, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> Next thing you know, you don't. You don't. <laughs> yeah. No, that was a. It's a good show too. That was great, man. Ray Donovan's just this fucking robot. <laughs> yeah, but that was his dad. Remember? My dad loves Ray Donovan too. That, that he watched it. Oh, cool. My dad loves it. Yeah. That's yeah, a great show. My dad looks some really cool shit. Ray Donovan's great. It's a super good show. I want to rewatch that. Some of that shit. Thanks for listening, everybody, uh, to at least part one. We'll be back. Hey! Welcome back. We had to, we had to get a screwdriver. Literally and figuratively. Yep. My dresser uh, is falling apart, so. 
It was a collapsing down on you? Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. I've never heard of a dresser that can expire. Yeah, well, it, it was probably a week, a week or something past its uh, expiry date, so it just kind of started crumbling. It started falling apart. Yeah. The wood started to get weak. And it kind of just melted. It's, yeah, that's what happens to Ottomans. Just, yeah. A lot of Ottomans... They're built basically like a candle. They usually do it around autumn. Yeah. All the Ottomans, all of them, do, uh, break down around autumn. They fall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you uh, speak any other languages there, Sean? Yeah. Uh, I speak uh, some Korean. I speak Russian. I speak German. I speak... Uh, Fluent French. I speak some Italian. Um, you wouldn't mind if I tested you on a little bit this of this, because I do speak fluent in most languages as well. Oh, is that why you asked me? Uh, it could be. Is it one of those questions where it's like, do you do this? Because I do. Yeah, I'm not one of those guys usually, but I just figured because we're on a podcast, I, I wanted to bring this up. Okay. Because I did hear it from forums and... Rumors and what, uh, I speak? fan mail and lots of language, yeah. Uh, signs on on the streets and um, lost dog pictures and yeah, milk I'm, cartons and yeah, nutrition me. facts. I've heard I've yeah. heard from all these places that you speak multiple languages. So, um, uh, you are that was. I'm pretty sorry. good, eh? Pretty. I'm sorry, that was just gibberish. You no, really don't know what you're talking about. What were you? What were you speaking? I, I was speaking Turkish, 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 Turkey, Turkey, Turkeys. I was Turkish, speaking Turkish. Turkish. I was speaking Turkish. I was speaking uh, Czechoslovakian. Well, who's what what, who, whose whose fault is that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. I, I wasn't speaking any language. I don't really know any languages. I'm very fluent in uh, body language, actually. Right. Yeah. I have a really good uh, eye raise. <laughs> <coughs> no, no, that's can, that's facial language. I'm I'm good yeah. at um, body language. What's that? Do you see how I'm facing you, and I'm open? Yeah, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> Is that what you're... <laughs> yeah, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> That's so funny. Was that what you were trying No, to... body language is uh, like I'm giving you the impression that we're here together. Because uh, if I, what if I was like... Just facing the other way? Yeah, what if I was like this? Or what if I was just like... That wouldn't be weird at all. You know? If I was facing the other way, it would just give the... Or if I was like this, even if I was like this, this even gives the impression that I'm sort of dominating the space because I'm blocking you off from my space. With your kneecap? Pretty much, yeah. But if I'm like this, this is like... Inclusive. Now, yeah, it's inclusive, exactly. Yeah, we're in this together. Mm. Not like fucking, you know, you're on my time, baby. It's like... We're just trying to be... We're both here. Comfortable. So body language is something that I, I pick up on a lot. Wow. I mean, a lot of people don't even realize they're doing it, and it's not really a, it's not really a reflection of how they're thinking. Yeah, exactly. All the time. Most of the time. You can't really, yeah. you can't really translate the two, but 
when people get hostile, they do go into intuitive body types. Well, if other people don't speak fluent body language like you do, then <laughs> yeah, they're not going to understand. Yeah, but you can sort of tell because a lot of body language is subconscious. And when people go into uh, states of emotions that they can't handle, say someone's being hostile, you know, and they're, and they're shaking, that's body language. Shaking is body language, and, and looking down at the floor is body language. When someone is uh, talking, and they're, they're going on and they're talking, and they start looking down, you ever see people like look to the down in the corner when they talk? They're like, um, yeah. You know, or, um, so there's actual, when you're looking in this direction, they say you're thinking about um, things in, in the past that are relating to what you're talking about. And when you look in this corner, <coughs> you're, um, you're looking into the future or oh. something. Something something to that effect. And um, So you can see into the future as well. Yeah, it's like, um, I do that a lot when I think and talk too. It's like when you look down into the corner, you're thinking about what you're going to say next. And then when you look to, to this corner, you're, you're sort of like reaching into your past experiences to think about what to say. Yeah. There's a whole, there's a whole YouTube channel on it, and this guy actually breaks down scenes of Bobby Lee and Theo Vaughn Probably talking. depends if you're um, left-handed or right-handed. Right-brained or left-brained, yeah. That too. Okay, yeah. Something like that, yeah. It's, it's complicated, and a lot of it's just like, well, he's just doing that. You don't have to really... You don't have to analyze it that much, buddy, you know? But yeah. he breaks down... Um, uh, Theo Vaughn and Bobby Lee say he'll break down a podcast, and he'll... Um, <clears throat> like they're talking about Kalila or something and you can see Bobby get more hostile as the situation goes on mm -hmm. but at the same time you're watching it you're like dude these are comedians like yeah. they're all great friends and they love each other deeply that's why they can talk like this to each other you're just analyzing it the way that you see it yeah it's but also you, but they know that it's all a joke yeah but still you can see some emotion come out when they do things yeah it's also they're real people they are but a lot of the time um it's not totally real if they're... What they they're, know they're being recorded. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're not going to talk about yeah. things that they don't want to talk about. So, uh, I wanted to play a song here that I um, that I had written. Oh, so are you John Codeine or are you Sam right now? This is still John Codeine. Oh, oh this? Okay, sorry, I didn't recognize Dude, it. Dude, Sam is still on the ground here, oh, not yeah. breathing. Is he? With every single bodily fluid... Surrounding him, great. That's a and you have absolutely no care in the world, which makes me think that you're you you killed it. You Next killed topic. Him. So, I mean, I'm fine. I'll sleep in his room tonight. I mean, I'm fine with this. I'll take his place. Shall I just take his place in the podcast? And because I look just like him, I sound just like him. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I always hated the guy. I mean, I don't care. He's on the floor, dead next to me. But I don't. Really, we have a guy. We'll I don't really give a shit at this point, man. Me neither, honestly. So this song is called Wild Again. This is all a bunch of bullshit. Song called Wild Again, and uh, it's about just wanting to be free. And um, that's good. I was wondering if you could maybe sing along with me. Oh, that's bad. If I you think. felt it, um, if you feel the groove, if you feel it, then uh, let me know and uh, subscribe, like and subscribe. This is Sam Keith <clears> with. Uh, Wild again, featuring Sean Codeine. Okay. <laughs> Shit. I can do it. I can do it. Should 
you said. I'm gonna start. Okay. There's something new and it's brewing in my head. Got something toxic and it's pulling me to bed. Got something new and it's brewing me to bed. Got something toxic and it's pulling me to bed. Sean Cody. There's something toxic and it's living in his head. It's living there. To tell you more when he'll tell you this story once again And if he does, he'll hope that you'll listen and pretend to like him Cause nobody else does Nobody else really can That's so toxic. The shit that he be talking, he be but fussing out. He might just have to be opening his whole mouth when he speaks and shouts. He gotta get through his words out of there so that I can be heard. You know that I just told that story again in the whole rap, and I just hit you a cracker over the head, and I know that I snacked on it. That's the hunger. I know that I snacked on it. I eat your cookie. Your fresh baked cookie. There's something new and it's brewing in my head. Got something toxic and it's pulling me to bed. Do you trust me? Yep, dude. Trust me. Wow. I do. That was, Man, uh, I'm... That was, uh... Let me just think about what that was. Can I, can I just... My marriage is over, man. <laughs> Thanks for being a friend. No problem. Thanks for being a good friend. Yep. It's 4.30 in the fucking morning and you're not even <laughs> giving me the support I need. Supporting me. Jesus, man. Relax, dude. Jesus, man. Oh my god, dude. Okay, this is too much right now. It's too much. It's too much. Sam said you were gonna be cool with all this. Sam's dead. <laughs> and you have a fucking aversion to it right now, man. A what? Do you smell what he's giving off, man? It's too much. It's too much. It's too much. It's too Okay, um You bet you wish he was alive now, don't ya? Don't oh, ya? These screwdrivers are really hitting don't the spot. Ya. Don't you wish your girlfriend was... Don't you wish that Sam was alive like me? <laughs> <laughs>
You ever say something so outrageous that you kind of like your in your brain? You go, sorry, sorry. <laughs> okay, so I probably told this to you before, but I want to say it in the podcast. I said something kind of ridiculous recently at Raleigh's. And I didn't mean it, I didn't really mean to say it, but I'm glad I said it around Raleigh and Nate, because I've said it around anyone else, it would have been kind of weird. We were talking about men's and mollies, about how men's and mollies closed down, and about how I, it was such a dirty bar, and I said, I, what came out of my mouth was, I would never get food from a gay bar. <laughs> and they, there was like a five second silence, and they were like, that's pretty homophobic, dude. And I said, I tried to explain myself, but they immediately just did not let me and talked over me, which made me kind of go, like, maybe I am a homophobe. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck are you going to do about it? <laughs> I said it, bitch, what up now? <laughs> yeah, it's true. I wouldn't get food from a strip club either. <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh, it's just a dirty environment. <laughs> You know, but if it was a restaurant that gay people went to, of course. Like, it's not about the food; it's about the environment. I don't care if they're gay and they make my food. I don't care if you're uh, you're a robot and you make my food, as long as it's good food. Then you don't comment it. Just trying to be funny. Yeah, it's probably good that you. I was just trying to be funny, but they wouldn't let me. They wouldn't let me say that shit, and I was like, no, 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 I wouldn't get food from. Men's and Molly's, when Men's and Molly's was open, because they didn't even have a door in their bathroom. People would walk up to you while you were taking a piss and be like, I ain't having a good time, honey. It's too late at that point. You, it's, it's not that you, you said it, it's you made a statement. And because they're my friends and they didn't, they didn't take it too seriously, they didn't want to hear my explanation as to why I said that. No, they, <laughs> they were like, fuck you. Pros didn't give a shit. And they didn't hold it against me, which was great. And they knew that I was just being stupid, and I usually say stupid things. I mean, that's just a normal reaction to not uh, caring. <laughs> to your friend saying something ridiculous. Yeah. Well, that was the most homophobic thing I've ever heard in my life. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the weather or something. Anyway, we gotta hang out with this guy some more, so. Yeah, anyway, this guy's in my band, so we can't fucking on. tell him to leave. Yeah. Nah, he, he likes me. He's a good guy. The reason why he likes me is because I listen to him. Go on and on and on. Maybe because I'm too much of a pushover to tell someone to shut the fuck up, and I'm bored of them. I'm bored of you talking like this. Can we please change the subject? Like, this isn't going anywhere. You're getting mad. At, you're getting mad at me, and now you're taking it on me, and I'm just letting you do it. Or do I just sit there and go, "Yeah, you're right. Yep, keep up the good work." You're like, "Yep." Can we go back to playing music now? I'm done hearing you talk about how shitty girls are. Just stop talking to them. That's your. That's the solution. Stop talking to them. You know, accept the fact that you can't fix everybody. And I will go outside, and I will see you there. I don't know. It really comes down to if uh, you really um, care that much. Well, that's his thing. He cares too much about things that he can't change, and he always well, is like. I meant you. Me. Yeah. How much I care about what he's saying. Yeah. I don't most of the time. I mean, he repeats himself and he makes the same point every day. And I have nothing to do but agree and regre realize that he's not taking it out on me. Regurgitate your But one of these days I'm going to go, man, come on, dude. Again with this, can we please stop? Like, where is this going, you know? 
I try to I try to get to a bottom of it. I'm like, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to disagree with you? Do you want me to give you something here? And he goes like, no, no, you know, like, what do you want here? What do you want me to do? Think of you as a as a as a cooler person because you're talking to me like that. I don't get it. Like, there's a lot of things to be angry at. I get it, but if we just spend our time doing that, it's not very fun, is it? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, are you? I like doing it. Are you angry that he's doing that? Like, or mm. do you really care that much? It's hard to say, honestly, man. And that's a good question that you asked because in the moment, I am my social self, which is a polite, um, agreeable person, you know? I mean, I but when someone really gets on my nerves like that, sure. it can really, I start to build up an aggression and then it snaps. And then I act irrational. And I wish I could sort of catch it early on and then be able to articulate well, what I'm a, trying to feel. But yeah. he interrupts me a lot. He interrupts me and I'm like, man, come on. You make me feel like I'm lesser of a person and I have to listen to you. No, man. Well, that's, that's on you, man. Like, you can also, you could interrupt him, you know. It's hard to, man. <laughs> he just, he's so dominant. He just keeps going. In a nice way. I mean, he's not trying to make me feel like shit. He just want, he just knows that it's an ADD thing. It's like, I want to get my thought out. And, and I'm like, I want to get my thought out. Because <laughs> like, I'm not going to be able to remember it. Well, if you just um, um, get it while it's in the, the bud, then um, mm -hmm. it won't really be a, such a big deal. If he knows that you're not always going to agree with everything that he says, then yeah. that's not a bad thing. There was one time, actually, when uh, he was trying to, I was sort of getting the adrenaline. And he was going on and on, and I was like having enough of it. And I was like, "Yeah, man. Well, you don't have to fucking." He was saying something about how how like good he was at this or this and this. And I was like, "Well, yeah, cool, cool, man. Like, you don't have to brag about it. You know, you don't. You can just do it and not brag about it." And he was like, "What do you mean?" And I couldn't. I couldn't go further than that. I couldn't explain anything further than that. But I could have just went, "You brag all the time, bro." I was just. I couldn't have. I had trouble trying to making it seem like I. I still have trouble not being, not make, making myself look like an asshole when I'm trying to explain something. But that's because it's really, it's coming from a place of aggravation. Like, what you're doing is, uh, I don't want to listen to it. <laughs> Sorry. And that doesn't mean you're a shitty person. You just gotta watch what you say, because... No, that's fine, man. That... I want to be entertained when I'm around you or something, you know? Well, he's not, he's not, I'm not your therapist. It's not up to him to entertain you either. If you, if you have a problem, just fucking say it, dude, and nip it in the bud. Yeah. And, uh, that's I feel what, like one of these days I am. That's what, I'm getting that's what friends are for, is to understand, put, put each other in their place. Exactly. All the times. And I feel like he would respect that more than he would uh, not, you know? Well, I mean, if you, and if you, but if you come at him, when, like, right now, and say something to him... With no, without a, without a, an no, aggression. No, or, that's not what I'm trying to say, though. Like, yeah. if you, if you come at him and, like, um, um, and, like, hit him with something that like he's been doing for a long time and mm -hmm. he, then he's gonna know that you you've been dwelling I've been on sitting it. on it for a while and he's been doing it to me for a while and that makes it a whole lot worse because that makes it makes it sound like makes it seem like like I've been tolerating it you've been you've been like having this grudge against him for a while and that's that's the kind of thing that people are like more bothered by like so, I've been patient with you 
Yeah, but and this is my moment. Too. Makes it sound like makes it seem like you've been dwelling on it like angrily in the fucking in the back for a long time. I shouldn't like, have to do getting that. all mad. Yeah, I should be able to explain it immediately. That's what you should do. But man. he doesn't. He doesn't listen. No, but that's up to you, dude. You can you can also um, stand up for yourself and cut him off and be like, uh, and kind of set him straight and be like, man, yeah, that's what girls fucking do, man. Like I, I don't really care. I'm not a girl. What can I do about it, man? I can't help you. You know, I accept it. I don't talk to girls. I deleted Tinder. And but you're talking to me about how Tinder sucks. Don't just delete it, dude. It's the thing you gotta kind of nip that kind of shit in the bud yeah. before it gets out of hand. He's like, man, I, I scroll on Instagram and I see this girl, and I'm like, wait, stop there. Why don't you just unfollow her? Stop the story right there. If you don't like what you see, unfollow. I follow six people on my Instagram page, <laughs> or something like that, or sixteen people. Like I follow what I want to see. You know, I narrow my life down to what I want to see, and you just complain about what you don't like. Yeah, but he's gonna know that you've been dwelling on it. Yeah. He's gonna totally know that you've been kind of just like mm. being a shady guy about it. So you gotta be careful what you're gonna say. Mm, that's true. Well, yeah, you made a good point. What I what I was saying was kind of like, yes, but at the end of the day, I I'm saying I have trouble articulating it in a way that doesn't make me look like a mean that. person. I understand that. And then the more I wait, the more I'm like, the more like, yeah, the more you wait, the more it's like, well, why didn't you say it earlier? I understand that, and that's why I'm telling you this right now. <laughs> and that's mm. and that's me being the part of the guy who's not, uh, who's not gonna just like let it slide. That's this is me right now telling yeah. telling you the truth. Yeah, the, the for hard, sure. The hard truth. Definitely, man. And you're not mad at me. Of course not. So, so you you've told me a lot Raleigh of harsh be truths before, either. and I've taken it with. Um, I've taken it all, like, without it looking like an insult, you know? I don't take any of it harshly. It's like, it's just I can like, take criticisms. Like, I, if, if I were to criticize you, you'd know, but, like, and, and mm. like, you know, some people don't take advice well, but, like, that's what it is. Yeah. It's just advice. I guess there's also, like, risking making, risking an awkward moment or something, but that's something that you have to deal with if you want to tell the truth, you know? Telling the truth requires risks. Yeah, it's, like, it's not awkward like right now. Like that it? thing with TJ, like we, we had to tell the truth and it required a big risk. It's not awkward right now, is it? Like me, like telling you, it's not, no, it's not awkward. It's just you know, it's just what it is. Yeah, and yeah, because we we brought it up as a topic in general, but he didn't, he wouldn't. I don't know. It's weird. I I would tell I would tell Raleigh like if, if something was happening, I would, I would be like, you do this too much. I'm this is your problem, you know. But I feel like he would just interrupt me and. and and try to explain it to me more. <laughs> well, just don't be a dick about it. Just I try. Yeah, I try not. To, I try try not to do to. it in a friendly, loving way. Yeah. But you're just. I really of, do try not to. Yeah. If you're if you're telling him something, just try to explain it to him from a point of view that he'll understand, and that you're only pointing it out mm -hmm. because you want to help him. You're not doing it because yeah. you're mad at him. You're only doing it to help him. Yeah. I feel like sometimes the more what you have to do. the more articulate you try to be, the more sometimes the more further from the truth you're gonna get. When all you really need to do is just say, "This is what you're doing," rather than like. Sometimes being articulate can move into being beating around the bush. Yeah, or, or and I don't want to exactly. Do that either. So don't do that. Don't get too serious about it. Just I don't want to be meek. No, just make a joke about it. Just be like, "Oh, here you go again," and then he, he'll get the point. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Like, oh, here he goes again, and look at fucking Matt. And yeah, keep up the good work, buddy. <laughs> he'll get the point, and he'll and he'll understand it for himself, and he'll 
learn it himself. Mm -hmm. He'll think, you know, oh, I'm doing it again. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know. Yeah. And you know what, man? It's true because he, he, um, he pulls like those moves on me all the time too. He's like, you're the one to talk, Sam. You fucking hate. You're fucking so bad with money and shit. Like he, and, he, and I say stuff that he doesn't like. I talk about Terrence McKenna, this guy I like that talks about psychedelics. And Raleigh was talking about selling DMT, and I was like, if you're gonna sell DMT, you're gonna, you would have to uh, give people more uh, information or something on it rather than selling it as a recreational drug. Yeah. And he was like, dude, that's so fucking cringy. He's like, everybody in the room just cringed right now. And I was like, I saw nobody cringe right now. It's <laughs> funny. You're yeah. the only one that didn't like what I said. So yeah, yeah. If only I could. But he's do that. he's doing what we're talking about right now. He's just trying to kind of say straight. And, and and I know that behind it is love, is is joking, and, and, and like the way that I would insult one of my friends. DMT is not the end all be all. No, but I did try to. Exp it was cringy the way I explained it. I was like, "You gotta show them Terrence McKenna. You gotta show them like this shit." And he was like, "Well, how about fucking?" You know? Well, it's true. Like, yeah, I, mean, I do stand behind what I say. It's like, not a bad point. But I do. Be, I still stand behind what I say. He talks about the, the importance of psychedelics all the time too. So really, he's just trying to make me feel bad. But I like. I, he's not joke. trying to make you feel bad. He's just talking about how uh, not everybody wants to hear that shit. Yeah. And like you might be And right. he's right, and he's right, and I criticize exactly. myself on that shit all the time too. I'm like, I don't need to say that all half the things I say. No, and you might be you might be right too, but like not everybody uh, In a way I can a... still hold that I I can still say it's true true to what I said and also at the same time know that what I said probably didn't need to be said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cause, you know, I'm coming on twenty six and you know, I need to watch my mouth some fucking times, you know? Because yeah. uh or else I'm just gonna be this blabbling idiot. Like Zach. Yeah, that's not what you want to be. Or like what I just did, like this guy that talks shit about his friends. Which one I don't want to do. <laughs> I just want to make truth out of things. I don't want to live like sometimes convincing myself that something is that it's not. Sometimes it's easier to just be ignorant and happy with it. Yeah. Not even ignorance as not a decision is, can be a good thing, but ignorance as a... If it what if it's not your decision to be ignorant, like if it just comes upon you, that's uh, that's not that good. You have to figure that out. But you can choose to, you could choose to be ignorant to something and narrow your life. That's blissful ignorance. That's just accepting things that you can't change. And you can call it ignorance, or you can call it acceptance. No, I I I I see it as a good thing. I've been re recently like trying to get into that state. Like I actually like long for that i long for the ignorance it's fucking it seems so freeing I'm like i guess I, i'm the type of guy who overthinks things and like yeah some people you know try to you know think of things more for me it's the opposite like i'm like i wish i could just kind of zone out i think when we say like i said earlier when we say ignorance it kind of has a negative connotation to it if we had if we changed the word to um like, uh, say, personalized freedom or something like that. Like, your ability to just narrow down and have these three things that you care about and everything else you may not like, but it doesn't even exist to you, you know? It doesn't exist to you. Well, that is a form you of You know ignorance. it exists, but you choose not to let it exist to you. That is a form of ignorance, and, like, it's not, it's not like it's a bad word or anything like that. Yeah, it just has, like, bad... 
um, lineage to it, the word ignorant. For sure. It, it has racist terms For to sure. you know, or something. But I'd rather say still, freedom. Just don't think of it that way. Mm -hmm. Just don't think of it that way. Yeah. It's uh, honestly the way I think about it is kind of peacefulness. Mm -hmm. Like I'll, I'll call people ignorant if they're fucking ignorant. Like I, I know what you mean. Like I, I call people ignorant all the time when they seem like they're just like I think that ignorant worth, just, worthless humans. Yeah. But like at the same time, the sense of worth for me. When I think about it for like where I want to be, it's just in a state of um, stillness. There's no other way to describe it than ignorance. I just, I know what you mean, but I just know that, I guess it's just me. I just think that in my mind, that word means something else. But the but it also has the it's like the it is the feeling of because you can be accepting something and be ignorant of something. Maybe at it's the just time. maybe it's just how I'm saying it that comes across as a bad thing. But like for me, it's not a bad thing. It's more unless I say it in a bad way. Ignorance can be like a, when it's a choice, it's it's good when it's a choice because you're aware of both sides. When it's not a choice and you're just ignorant, you're unaware of what you don't know. So. That's a bad kind of ignorance, but a good kind of ignorance is being aware of what you're ignorant of and choosing to be ignorant of it. That's that's the freedom. Yeah, that just, talking about. just don't think about it in the bad way. Yeah. Yeah, that's dope, man. I mean, that's kind of Buddhism, really, too. Just being still, not being affected by things happening, but still acting like a human being when things do happen. I mean, you're not a... You're still a human being. You have emotions. Yeah. You, you, you won't, I know you're not going to deny that. Hell no. That's not a part of it. I mean, crying is great. I love feeling sad. That's not part of the ignorance, but like to just let things kind of be is, makes it easier. Yeah. And not to dwell on it. And like things happen. Mm -hmm. you, know, you know that it happened, but like a, a person who thinks too much will try and you know fix it or try to like yeah understand it but how about just uh an ignorant and happy person will just kind of you know let it be and move on and yeah and move on and continue to be happy it's like the saying uh, some people talk because they have to say something and some people talk because they have something to say You know, it's a choice. I'm going to talk because I have something to say. At this point, I'd rather the, the opposite. Because I really don't give a shit if people think I'm fucking smart or whatever. I'd rather just live my life simply. Yeah. It's easier. I guess there's layers to unpack when, with that saying. I've had enough of, uh, you know, trying to impress or anything like that. Yeah. But I, uh... I mean, I, I still want to tell the truth. I mean, I we're, talk. we're doing a podcast right now, so obviously we feel like we have something to say. So, like, I can't totally deny, mm. my, deny myself of that. <clears throat> yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, that's sort of an extremist way of thinking about it. I mean, nobody really has something to say. You could have anything to say, and it could mean nothing. But some people blab, some people... Um, 
Table talk, and some people will speak. Some people regurgitate, and some people weep. Some people scream, and some people squeal. If I really have something to say, I'll, I'll say it. Mm -hmm. That's uh, up to me if anyone gives a shit or not. Yeah. It, um... Do you think courage is something that you can cultivate? Sure. Yeah. Or yeah. do you think it's something that is related to confidence, which could be like a genetic thing? Do you think you can build on courage? Is, you mean, is that how you mean cultivate? Cultivate, yeah, meaning like um, doing it. Like become courageous. Can you practice courage? Yeah. Hundred percent. Yes. Hundred percent. Face your fears every fucking day, and yeah. there's nothing that uh, you'll be afraid of. Do something you're afraid of every day. I mean, if you're scared Sweat of heights, every day. if you're scared of heights, and you fucking go skydiving a couple times, you're not gonna be scared of heights anymore. I mean, yeah, but. If you're, I mean, I agree with that. Um, if you're scared of heights, do you think that you could just never be a high? If you never, you don't really ever need to be high up in the air. Do you think you really need to face that fear if you're just gonna live your life anyway? Or do you think that if you face that fear, you'd be able to uh, apply that freedom feeling to other aspects of your life if you did face that fear? Well, if you. Face that fear, then what's stopping you from facing anything else? If that's something yeah. you're, that you're genuinely scared of, and you go accomplish it, then it's, then uh, even if you'll never do that again, it's as simple as just checking that off your list, and you, move, you can move on to the next thing. It's just if it's on your mind, it's on your mind, you know. Yeah. Um, if uh, if you want to just live life in fear and you don't want to cultivate confidence, then just don't fucking do it. But if you really yeah. want to, um, 100%, it's that easy. Say someone has a fear of flying, right? Fear of being on planes. Yeah. Then. And they never have been on a plane, and they live in a city, and they never really need to be on a plane. They just kind of live and work. If they, in the, if they can live their whole lives birth to death with that fear, that fear is in some way dragging them down throughout their entire lives. And until they mm -hmm. actually face that fear, they won't know what they are capable of. Mm -hmm. You know? That's sort of how I think about it. Yeah, that's just the whole lives they have this chip on their shoulder, like, I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm vulnerable. When you're born, yeah, you're just, supposed to be vulnerable. That's just depressing, and that's that's definitely a lot of people have that. Yeah. When you're born, you're supposed to be vulnerable, right? You're supposed to be. But, you're supposed to be the neediest, vulnerable thing ever. But I think growing up is the realization of doing the exact opposite of that and becoming the... Yeah, well, if you're scared, of, if you're scared of flying... And then you get on a plane and you go fly, and then you uh, get on another plane and go fly, and then you realize that your job entails you to go fly for um, for the rest of your life, and then you end up flying on hundreds of planes. At the end of it, you're not going to be scared of flying anymore. You'll be prepared. That's just the truth. And you can say the same thing with um, people who practice uh, jujitsu. 
Do you think someone who practices... Here's another question. I'm sorry, we're getting the deep questions. I like asking questions. I'm in a question mode. Go ahead, I, I can answer. Do you think someone who practices jiu-jitsu all the time, like, goes to the gym, spars, is really good, um... Do you think that if he's in a stressful situation where he does need to utilize those skills... He does do you think or he doesn't. If he, is in a, if he is in a situation where he needs to utilize his years and years and years of... Um, of this sport that he's done, do you think that his adrenaline would his take over and he would freeze, or do you think that his talent, his uh, skill set, would take over and and overdrive the adrenaline, or do you think the adrenaline would help him? I don't know. Are you, are you, you're saying if you put a, a trained martial artist in a situation in a, where he, in a situation where he has to, he has to martial arts. immediately defend himself and like one other person no that's just that's that's a ridiculous question is there a way for someone to prepare for how i mean they I, can I control their adrenaline like in a can you i don't know it'd be funny it'd be cool if you could practice scenarios where your adrenaline is pumping through your body and practice focusing and relaxing yourself to be able to get over a situation rather than having the adrenaline take things to a level where you might not want it to go like freezing or or taking it too far and bashing his head until he dies or you know when or when knowing when to stop something because adrenaline can really like adrenaline is like or is like you know pedal to the metal yeah there there is a when point when it really hits there is a point where um it can you can it can over you can overreact and you just get too fucked like panic you know yeah. to be able to deal through navigate through panic adrenaline is a natural instinct it's like a natural um you know uh, fight or flight response it's like it's you know it's in everybody and it's like usually used to um help you yeah to help somebody but uh yeah it's never really used to not help I'm sure if I'm I'm sure if you're if you are having too much anxiety, it can uh, it can overreact and may, maybe even cause you to make a mistake mm-hmm. here Definitely. and there. Definitely, um, I've been in situations where my adrenaline was going, and I definitely took things to the extreme. Like I made things very clear to people, um, and I made things very. Um, like dramatic because I needed something done and if I was to act casual then it wouldn't be done but I've never been mugged or anything I've never been in a situation where I had to use my strength to hurt somebody in order to get out of a situation and I'm just I'm like I think that would be interesting to uh, I mean I hope it never happens but um, I always wondered how I would react in a situation like that and how I can prepare myself to do that. But you can prepare as much as you want, but when the situation comes, um, I think it all depends on how your nervous system is wired to react to that situation. Run, or freeze, or uh, scream and cry, or um, you know, just start wailing your arms around and <laughs> like running in circles. Like, you yeah, never well, know what someone's gonna do. Yeah. Well, definitely um, in a disaster situation like that. It definitely comes like there's a mental thing there as well. Like if you um, if you like practice every day, um, 
and you know that you're like super talented at playing guitar, mm-hmm. and they throw you up on stage, and you know that you can blow everybody out of the water. <clears throat> totally. And play whatever, and then um, all of a sudden, um, your adrenaline starts pumping, and you make a mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't mean that you're any less talented. It just means that, in, in at that point in time. Your mental was not um, yeah. acting accordingly. I feel very fortunate because I've, ever since I was maybe like. It's, it's the same thing with a fighter. If, if yeah. a mixed martial artist was placed in a point where he had to use his mixed martial arts, he, he would use them flawlessly. But like, yeah. there's, there's only a, a couple, there's only a couple scenarios where it wouldn't really work out. You know what I mean? Yeah. If someone else had a, better ground than you or something like that I've I've definitely been on stage a few times with labor camp or with uh, you know some other band or maybe I'm doing a play or something fucking up is inevitable and I've done it many many times like really fucked up too and um, I'm just fortunate that I've had the you know I I feel that emotion like when I'm playing or playing a song and or playing with like when I, like a recent show and I just like fuck up something so incredibly fuck it up. Yeah. You get that feeling. My face gets red. My face gets red a lot. People would always make fun of my face getting red when I got embarrassed. They would just immediately show it. But for some reason, I have this like I'm able to I'm able to to untangle that really pretty quickly. Well, yeah, it comes. It, that's the same thing. It just comes with the the confidence. Yeah, you know and it really goes to show when you're on stage and it's like, put, when you have pressure put on you and you fuck up. Um, it's really the test of time. It's really like the test of uh, how secure are you with yourself. And there was one time. Remember when we were at um, the Muse and I was the, I opted to be the um, open mic. MC, and I did one like practice go, and I had to be. Um, I put on my like, hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome to the show or whatever. And um, you guys were all looking at me like, holy shit, dude! Like I'd be so embarrassed if I were you right now, you know. And I was looking at you guys like, I'm doing it, fucking, you know, like that's a step, and that's a blind step that I took. That I is it's a it's a faith. It's a, it's a it's a leap of faith, really. Gonna have to take. Like singing on stage or something. Like I probably wouldn't do that, but if I if I had to, I'd do it. I've done it before. <clears throat> I know it'd be shitty, but I'd be smiling through it. You know, I know that maybe having fun is more important than it sounding good. Even when it comes down to it, if I know it sounds shitty, at least I'll be having a good time, and people will see me having a good time in that makes it a little bit of a show yeah it comes back to the uh, thing about being ignorant to it if you're if you're um, if you're happy I don't give a fuck if you're happy with it then and, and, and you don't care then um, it doesn't matter it might not be uh, great for anyone else everyone else might be fucking miserable and pissed off but mm-hmm. uh, it's all about you and your brain and your perception of it because really no one cares well you might get bad input and fucking just a bad feedback from it, but um, yeah, and you do have to listen to that. Yeah, for sure, to an extent. But as long as you're, um, as long as you're happy with it, then 
at least it's not going to affect your confidence. At least you're, mm-hmm. at least you're going to continue on with it. I have a story. I was playing. Um, um, fi- uh, Sir John A. Our high school did a Beauty and the Beast presentation. Yeah. Um, do you remember that? And uh, I was me and Leith Fleming Smith, the keyboard player, and uh, Mr. Beal. We did the music, live music for the for the thing, and we played every night. And there was one night where. It was like the intermission or something, and we were playing like this jam, and he forgot to switch the setting back to piano, and it was on like organ or something, and they like did the the part when the show started playing again, and it was playing the wrong setting. Mm-hmm. Nobody noticed. It was just on an organ setting rather than a piano setting, and it was fine. It just sounded a little more shrill. Yeah. And so we started playing. You could literally visually see him just be like, Wah. and he just started crying. And we were all like, Lee, it's okay, dude. And he's like, I'm fucked up. I'm like, this is not how musicians act, dude. Like, yeah. literally, you should know that that nobody knew anything. You yeah. played the song right. It was just in a different sound. Whatever, dude. Yeah. Relax. But that, it probably wasn't too much on himself. It was probably that he was worried that... He kind of ruined it for everybody else, you know? He kind of was worried about that. But. Yeah, but that is on himself. But, you know, he was a weak guy, so we kind of had to pat him on the back and, you know, you know it's all right, dude. I fuck up many times. I'm not the best musician. And I just, you know, you just gotta play it. Exactly. You know, there's no point stopping the show and crying and throwing your arms up in the air. Nobody's the best. Do it again! There's a video of Katy Perry literally doing that, eh? She was playing a song at a concert, and she was like pretending to play the flute. Yeah. And she was like gonna sync it, and it was off key or was off time, and it like didn't, and it sounded shitty. And she was like, do it over again. She's like in front of thousands of people. Yeah. She's and she fucking collapses like a baby. Oh, that's like what does that say about uh, the way her literally her core her core is exactly her core is literally just a baby. That's just the it's it just looks worse than anything else, and people. why do people respect you in the first place? Why do you want Why do you want people to like your shit anyways? Because you want people to respect you as a person and as an artist. It's just so obvious. And when you're put in a position like that and you cry, if you fuck up like that and you, and you uh, continue on, then people respect you more than if you fucking sit back and start crying. Like really famous professional musicians fucking up on stage or like I've seen a video of John Mayer, like, completely, like, making this, like, just being horrible. He's like, oh, that was shitty. You know? The confidence is still there. It doesn't go anywhere. It's still as strong as it ever was. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I literally don't care about what you think of me. Yeah. If I fuck up. I got albums to boot. Yeah, and he knows he's good. And he knows that other people like him no matter what. It, yeah, he's like, I still got, the, I still got numbers in my bank account. Yeah. <laughs> These little moments don't, don't that make a dent. Yeah. Like you build yourself up that much, nothing makes a dent really. Ask me another question. <laughs> Do it again. Do me now. Um, let's see here. Do you think that Alcoholics Anonymous is the? only true way that someone can get sober? No. Or is it dependent on the person? Definitely not. 
some people just go cold turkey, eh? Um, I mean, what if you're really in the depths of it? Like, some people are kind of addicted, but what if you were really, you have an addictive personality, you're in the depths, heroin, alcohol, cigarettes, everything. Some people say that nothing can save you but the idea of a higher power and a community of people that are doing the exact same thing you're doing. And a step-by-step sort of process to how to get out of that. Um, no, I would say that's, uh, that's a lie. Coming, no. coming from um, the, uh, coming from, you're asking a. I'm, ask, I'm asking somebody who's. You're asking a, f- a fellow addict here, mm-hmm. who has but made it y- through. Do you think if you didn't quit the time you did, you would end up in a ditch somewhere, like completely given up by, completely um, enthralled by your addiction? I mean, you still had an apartment. You still ate. You brushed your teeth occasionally. Um, you know, you did your thing. But it I worked. didn't. But I'm, I, I'm not in a ditch. No, but some people are, and yeah, but their addiction has completely taken over their lives. Not just poppers, but, you know, people can get into harder shit. They sure can, but um, that doesn't, uh, that doesn't uh, displace the fact that I... It's still an addiction. I was heavily, heavily, heavily addicted, as, as addicted as other people can be, physically and mentally. I believe it. So... <clears throat> Um, but, and I'm not, uh, I'm not saying, um, anything bad about Alcoholics Alcoholics Anonymous. It's a great, uh, some people do need that. Some people, some people has, that has saved many people's lives. (laughs) I think that's the thing. It's, it's different depending on the person and it's just, it's not the only way to do it. There's definitely some people who it is for them it is the only way, mm-hmm. but for me it wasn't the only way. So that's how I know it's not the only way for everybody. Because for me it wasn't. I didn't need it. Um, Do you think I, that's I based thought on about luck? It lots of times, even when I was in high school, I thought about just asking my parents to like put me into it. I, uh, Rehab. I was. I, I was. I had plans. To just there was one point, and I said, um, I told my dad, I was like. Um, I need you to do this for me and to just throw me in rehab no matter what I say. Just throw me in rehab. And uh, it never happened because I fucking bailed out on it and he didn't follow through on doing it. We were both too... too Because you probably said, no, 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 no. (laughs) I did. And we were both... And and I asked him to do it and um, we kind of both pussied out on it. Mm-hmm. But, um, no, I figured out my way on my own. And most people, they figure out a, a way on their own. And sometimes I even think that, um, like, most people, the first step is they have to figure it out on their own. Their own. So sometimes I, I kind of think that um, this Alcoholics Anonymous is kind of just another um, another addiction that people get into. It's like kind of just... Another, um, you know, fucking. Back, You're right. Back it's a up. replacement. It's basically just replacement, which is kind of why sometimes I. Um, but what's replacing it? What do you mean? Community. Sitting around talking to people. Sitting around talking to people, and it's not a bad thing, but it is a replacement. You know what I mean? Yes. You can be addicted to taking vitamins every day, and you feel like shit if you don't. But that addiction to vitamins is, is definitely not as bad as addiction to heroin. And like. Or washing our hands or whatever. 
No, exactly. And so, like for some, cigarettes. for some people, it is um, it is just a replacement, and they like they uh, some people go into it and. You know, they'll go into it for a couple of months or whatever, mm-hmm. a couple of years, and they get out of it clean. And those people, you know, are very lucky. And uh, some people, you know, they have to go back for years, and some people eventually fucking start teaching it, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Definitely. Become like become sponsors. Become sponsors and stuff like that. Some people are just in it for their whole lives because it's the only stable thing they have. And, and it's because, yeah, and it's because they have, you know, addictive personalities in the long run, and they that's how they find themselves it's the know, only no judgment place they can be stable but for me I didn't need it yeah. and there's other people who are in the same spot as me I'm not mm-hmm. the only person who's cut out a thing cold turkey who doesn't who didn't need an addictions clinic yeah and who cut it out and they're doing fine so like, I think you made the right steps because you also changed your environment yeah right there's definitely and steps you have to take yes and, you, and that helped your commitment because you didn't expose yourself to it until way later on and now you're exposed to it and you have literally detached the, from the idea of doing it so yeah. i mean i'm sure when you when you, when you see us doing it you uh you're like man i remember i remember when i used to do that you know or like um you know it'd be great if i did this with these guys and i could be doing what they're doing but you know that um i mean for some people, the idea of being in a room with other people who are smoking weed and you not doing that makes pe- make, might make someone feel left out, but do you feel left out when you're in a room with, with us and we're doing one activity? No, because we make you feel, we still make you, we involve you in every single aspect of other aspect, right? I mean, uh, it's the most respectful, like, Sean doesn't smoke weed, so we're not going to... Yeah, no, Give man. them the thing. And, no, and we're going to open the window a little bit. Or when, no, it's no, not a problem. When you guys smoke joints and stuff, I, I like it. I don't... Uh... Sometimes I'm like, he's getting a contact high. No. <laughs> he's got he's to gotta be getting a little high. No, and like, I, I, I like it. I, I enjoy it because it, it's, it literally is just kind of, uh, you know, more solidifying the fact that I don't need it. And like, yeah, I like chilling with you guys when you're smoking joints and stuff because, you know... It, I just don't care. So being sober kinda, from that kind of brings back memories and it's nice. So being sober from care. that, do you notice a difference in in um, in people? Do you see, do you really see when people are high now and when people are sober? Do you see me when I'm high and you know when I'm high? Or... No, no, not so really. It's like we're just doing this thing and it's not making any changes in our personality. Well, I mean, you guys get high all the fucking time, so it really doesn't yeah. make too much of a difference. Right. Anyways, our eyes are just a little red, and we got a little more of a smile. Yeah, so it doesn't really make a difference. Yeah, but still uh, the same people. And no, I'm just a normal person. Like if I see someone who's high, I'll know they're high. Mm-hmm. I know all the signs to look for. I got something to mention. Uh, you were saying how um, AD, uh, AA can be a replacement to the addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's sort of like the idea of, um, people say that, uh, spiritual practices like chanting, meditation, prayer, mm-hmm. those are, um, um, fake, but they're fake in a good way, the same way that you say ignorant in a good way. So it's, it's a tool that you use to get to another place. And when you're done using the tool, you dispose of it. You know what I mean? So meditation is a tool to get you to a place and when you're done using it um dispose of it so like when you're when you're using aa you can either make it encapsulate it and make it part of your life or you can um 
treat it as a, as like a, a stepping stone as yeah a tool a, a utility tool and uh, when you're when you get the message hang up the phone yeah when you get the message hang up the phone why would you stay on the line mm. we're coming up to a uh, last 30 seconds okay oh no sorry that's 56 that's I thought it was 59 couple, couple minutes yeah when you get the message hang up the phone that's what they say about LSD People who constantly can take, people feel like, oh, I, I saw a message last time I took LSD. I want to take more this time and see if I can get to that place. You're not going to get to that place. When I took LSD, I got the same message every time. Mm. And it was treat everybody the same. Hold hands with people. You know, like cherish what you have here in this, in this earth. And um, look at the sunset once in a while. That's pretty much the message I got and uh, every time I get it it's kind of the same thing and it gets old after a while but most people just need to do acid once yeah I mean it's the same for weed once, once you get a certain amount of high you can't get higher yeah and then it's like maybe you should stop focusing on that so much you know yeah. it's like yes this is a tool you can use this tool to utilize yourself in areas that are beneficial, but just smoking weed is not beneficial. That's just, it's like, I just drink coffee. Great, you just drink coffee. What do you do after that? I drink more coffee. <laughs> yeah. What do you do after that? I watch YouTube. No, man, drink coffee and do fucking ice eyes and shit. Do stuff that helps you. There's no point in smoking weed if you're not doing anything with it. But, I mean, and you definitely, we went through that. We smoked weed and didn't do anything. We also smoked weed and fucking did crazy awesome shit that we will never forget. Dude, I, I don't have anything against weed. I fucking love weed, man. Yeah. It's not about that. Like, I, I, I love weed. Yeah. And, like, I, I still love, like, seeing it, love being around it, love smelling it. I like that. That's respectable. You still have the respect for it. And you look at it and you smell it and you're like, that's some good shit. Yeah, like, I, I'll still, because yeah. like, I, I still know what good weed looks like. Yeah. Obviously, I'll never forget. Yeah, you're you you were interested with the dabs with the first podcast. You were like, no, tell yeah. me about these things that you do here. Yeah, I mean, what what's not to be interested about them? Oh, that's good, man. Because some well, some people when they quit, they they have a complete stuff. aversion to it. They're like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to see it. Yeah. I don't want to hang out with you guys. I want to completely pretend that this thing doesn't exist at all. Yeah, but well, that might have been me for a little while when I first when I was first getting off of it. But uh... well, you're probably. I mean, like. You were smart to not even be around it. I mean, you probably didn't even see anybody for the first few weeks you quit weed, did you? No, I was I was still hanging out with people. I was still stuff? hanging out with people smoking weed. That's and stuff. crazy, man. How are you able to make that one decision for yourself? Yeah, and there was a couple times where I was like, um, I remember like uh, some people were smoking like a joint beside me, and I like just like left because I was smelling it, and I was kind of like, I don't even want to smell it right now. I'm about to hit this shit. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I don't even like the smell. Have you got, have you, other times where you've gotten really, really close to, to uh, doing it? I was like, I don't even like this, the smell right now. It kind of smells like shit. Um, have the urges gotten really bad or was it really just that no, one decision? I was, no, I was strong on it. Like there was definitely like urges, but there was never a point where I was close to smoking it. Like I went to Future and it was probably two months after I quit and like everyone was just smoking weed and we were chilling like around in a circle.
sorry about that. Hey, we're back. Why'd you hang up on us that so quickly? Yeah, we just got cut off there. Um, you were talking about Future Forest? About? Yeah, yeah, Future Forest. Um, People were smoke. smoking weed all the time at Future Forest, and you're sort of walking around in this haze of smoke, yeah. completely sober. Yeah. You must be inhaling some, you must be getting some just tiny little bit of it, right? You that was definitely it. like the biggest point where I was like, oh, why aren't I smoking weed right now? Yeah, yeah, why aren't I smoking weed, right? Yeah. Um, and it was like, and yeah, I should there, be smoking weed right now. There was a couple of points where I was like, yeah, I should be smoking weed, like kind of like, what am I doing? But at the same time, yeah. the, the more powerful thing in my mind was that um, I had a purpose. Yeah, and you were two men strong by that point. Yeah. So, you, when you when you, put, I was when you put pressure point. on the time like that, you're like, there, it would be two months down the drain. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't really be, but if you if you believe that, and, and that was still around the then it's true. That was still, I mean, and it still is to a year a year now. It's it's it, it was still kind of the time where I was um, dedicated to. It was like I was, I I was like I was focusing on um, not smoking more than anything like that was like it was like a thing that I was working towards a kind of a goal I had like, yeah and it was like progression for me and it was something that I was um, really like working for to not to not be smoking so at that point in time like, yeah I was you know well, I, I seen it and I would be like and I, and I would just kind of think like I'm not smoking, like, you know, it was, it was the front, front, first point in my, my mind was just, like, I wasn't forgetting that I wasn't gonna stop smoking. Yeah. <coughs> I feel like when you have had this thing, I mean, we're smart guys, you know, generally, and, like, we know that this thing has been the cause of a lot of, um, you know, per, uh, stunted personality growth. You know, just just bad, just bad motivations. You, we know that this is the primary cause of it. We knew the whole time that that was it. You know, and when I was deep into that shit with you, like the poppers and stuff, I would have fantasies of being sober and having a clear head and moving to a new city with like a girl or something and starting a new life with mm -hmm. this there's such clarity in my brain mm -hmm. and it would be like this longing longing for clarity this basically, longing for just getting out of the loop basically a new new lease on life. life and just this 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 sentimental novelty of, of every day being fresh and new and mm -hmm. what it's supposed to be rather than just constantly being bogged bogged down by by your own self uh, decisions and, and chemical weight on you. Chemical weight. Being dragged around by something else that isn't you. Just, yeah, at the tail end of it every day. As soon as you wake up, your first thought is, uh, where's my things? Where's my, th where's my stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. Where's my stash? And that's a bad feeling to have, man. It's not the best feeling. I, I still remember those days because there was a couple days that I told myself, um, remember this, remember this point in time um, that you're living in right now because someday you're going to be sober. And you're going to remember this. And you, you want to remember this and you want to remember the pain. Yeah, and, and kind of you want, and, and also not just the, not just the pain. 
but the, the some of the joys also the, the comfort the comfort that you felt and stuff like that because the, um, the emotional blanket you just don't you just don't want to forget it it's still part of part of the growing experience part of life yeah that I had to experience so now that you you're uh, how six months a year a year from weed yeah 12 months yeah it was like May that I stopped okay so what is it May 20th it's probably been a year okay so almost on the dot yeah so what differences do you notice now in yourself that you then uh what you were when you were at the depth, at the at the at the depth of this addiction. Uh, it's, it's, it's 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 exponential. How do you feel after all this, comparatively to a year ago? This time last year, you would be asleep on a couch, some uh, like in your bed probably, there's, there's, or up. There's yeah, there's really no way I can measure it because like I can't really. Um... Where do you think you would be a year ago right now today? Just doing pops in your room somewhere. Time is at eleven o'clock. Yeah, probably just doing pops. Um, Watching YouTube. Probably like in a fucking shitty apartment. Fucking, you know, I wouldn't have things that I have now. Definitely wouldn't be doing this podcast. Lamarche was almost two and a half years ago, man. Um, That's fucking crazy. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? I might have been, you know, I might have been having a great fucking time somewhere, but um, all I know is that's not uh, what life has yeah. given me. At a certain point, you just feel like that's not this. What I wanted. You feel like the last time you were truly expanded and free was this sort of time in, in your childhood, when you know when you could run through the woods. And you knew every single route that to jump over, you know, and you had this agility with on you at all times. And then as you get older and you start being introduced to things, you get bogged down. And then you wake up one day and you have no, and you don't see any color, you know. You see no color. You don't see color. It's gone. I remember one time I was at your place, and I haven't hadn't quite moved in yet. I kind of just like was like I need to stay here. <laughs> I can't be with my parents. It's too small of a place. Yeah. And um, I was really, 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 really high, and I kind of like was like I'm gonna go crash. And I looked at your window, and it was like the sun was coming up. Yeah. And uh, I saw myself when I was about six or seven. Look at me and just kind of smile, like, innocently, and just kind of be like, it's going to be okay, sort of thing. Mm. And I fucking cried, man. (laughs) Really? I I just hallucinated myself, like, looking at me and just, like, just that little kid smile that I had, you know, like... He's like, I know you. I know you, man. I'm still you. You'll get there. It's still still me. It's still me in there. Yeah, it's still me. Yeah, exactly. I'm still me. It's still you. Nothing's changed. Yeah. Yeah. You may think that, that you're gone, but you're still there. You're still there. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. I remember one time, actually, I got a big fight with my parents, and I went over to your place. And this is when you were living alone there. Like, Malone was in the mental hospital. So, yeah. Malone's room's there. His fish tank's going. You just, don't, you just don't go in there. We don't go in there. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, Oxford you know? And you had, like... No, it was... Um, Allen Street? Yeah. So, there was, like... 
you know, it was kind of a mess, you know, and, and there's Malone's room, and and I remember coming over, I had a big fight with my parents, and I was doing a bunch of poppers, and I would do, I would get really high, because I went to my parents' place, I wouldn't get high for three or four days, mm-hmm. and I'd come to your place, and I'd just get, like, blashed in, I'm like, go <laughs> And stay for a couple of days. And you just see me get like way too fucking high. Yeah. And I stay for yeah, I stay for a couple of days. But I remember getting really high and uh you were watching you were, we were playing a music video or something and I just was like looking down at the ground and I was seeing and hearing my parents very, very vividly worryingly going, Sam, Sam, we love you, Sam like and I was like, Jesus oh no, Christ. like, why is the THC making me confront my issues? Oh, well, that's because that's what it does, I guess. That was a bad trip. I mean, it's, it was, I was, Just it needed to happen. Yeah. Like, I needed to feel what they were feeling, because right. I, I wasn't feeling it. And the marijuana, made, the marijuana made me open myself up to what I was making other people feel, like how I was making my family feel, yeah. by doing the things I was doing. Yeah, it was funny. I was like, dude, pot is fucked up, man. Pot is so fucked up. Like, it can really, like... If you don't smoke it for a few days and then you smoke it, you, you uh... You get kind of fucked It's crazy, man. Up. It's hard to take those few days off, though. I remember one time I, uh... quit for, like... I don't know, four or five months, five, six months, maybe. Hmm. And, uh, I went up to my cottage... I smoked weed for like the first time and, and like a long time and I was with a, a girl too it was just me and some chick it was a, it was a fun time like I, I had a good time but um, man like I don't know she was telling me things that I was doing afterwards after the trip after I got high because I didn't even remember but like I smoked we smoked a fat joint like it was my first time back and I was like you know what I'm just gonna sm- we're gonna smoke okay, I'm gonna get too hot huge joint and I was like I was like cry laughing like laughing crying just like saying like total gibberish stuff that made no sense like I was like pointing at things and being like holy fuck sounds like a shroom trip just losing it and I was just like yeah I was I was super fucking baked though like it was like the first time you ever smoked weed and Dude, it can like, really. I love when it affects your full brain like that. <laughs> your entire brain is high. I like that. I still remember that that day. That was like. Hmm. I can still taste the weed, man. Smoking that, it was like. This that, reminds me of so uh, the time I lost my virginity. Should I tell the story? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, technically, it wasn't actually the time I lost virginity. It was sort of just was my first sexual experience. It was very it was a failed experience, but yeah. So I'm gonna try to make it as ambiguous, ambiguous as possible. So I I made up with this girl. We made up at this park. What's her name? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was her first. So I made up with this girl. We go to the park, and. Um, we kind of, like, we go deep into the woods, and I'm like, is this good? And she's like, deeper. And we go, like, even deeper to the woods. I'm like, is this okay? Deeper, and deeper. Like, okay, okay, okay. So you we, like, have, set down the blanket. You already sex at this point? And I'm like, we're, and in my brain, I'm like, this is going to be dope. We, like, set up a blanket, we do a picnic, we have a time, and we, like, we get jet out of there. Yeah. It's not that at all. It's just the most... Okay, so we sit down, and we start smoking weed out of my pipe. 
Yeah. And like, I'm getting high. And I just, I'm getting high. I don't even know that, you know, it's not a good idea to get high at this time. I'm just getting high. Yeah. And she's getting high. And, um, it just gets really fucking awkward. And, like, I'm too young to make any sort of confident, lasting, solid moves on this person, you know? Like, I'm not, I don't know how this works. I'm just diving into it with some courage, hoping that I can get it over with, and then I'll now be, you know, I'll now say that I'm not, I'm no longer a virgin or something. No longer a V. Yeah. Or it'll it'll change me in a way that, like, you know, it'll make me different. It's literally awkward the entire, it's so awkward the entire time, because we're both stoned. She's dry as a Sahara desert, and uh, I'm... I'm uh, softer than a fucking caterpillar. <laughs> <laughs> and I get up, and uh, I'm so fuck. I'm like, I'm like eyelid stoned. I'm like focusing on my eyelids too much <laughs> to like think about what I'm saying. That high, and I go, my dad's picking me up now, and I just fucking get out of there. And I'm like, I'm du- I'm like full of dirt and shit. My dad, like, I go, I'll go home. And my, and my parents are like, why do you smell so weird? Why are you covered in dirt? <laughs> and I'm like, I was playing football with my friends at, at the park. And they're like, football doesn't smell like that. They kind of knew. See, they kinda, I think they kind of knew. You're saying they could weird. smell the pussy on you? They could smell the dry, like, teenage genitals on my <laughs> fucking pheromone skin. And I felt so disgusting, man. I felt so disgusting after that. That was my first experience. Just this feeling of pure shame and disgust. And like, what the fuck is anything? Jesus, man. How do people like that? Yeah. But, I mean, it grew, I, I mean I've, I've had, you know, obviously. After that, did you, did you eventually like be like, I did it? I mean, not with her, but yes. <laughs> did you feel like, did you feel like you were like, a fucking man now? Uh, um, not like I'm a man now. More like just a relief. Like knowing that I'm capable of doing it. Right. Rather than like just always imagining and thinking that I could. It's always like yeah. I'm actually manifesting this now. I am a male. Yeah. <laughs> I'm utilizing every part of my body now. You know, it's not just puberty. It's now doing it, you know? So, it, it is cr- crossing a threshold, but no, I didn't, I wasn't like... I mean, when I started dating Holly, that was the first time I've been with somebody in, like, a few years. Probably more than a few years. And you could see that I was noticeably the happiest person in the world. <laughs> I felt like the luckiest, happiest person in the world when we started dating. I had a confidence to me. I had a just general, like... It wasn't a co- asshole confidence. It was a, It was like I, I felt love for everybody because I was receiving love from one source, other than my own source. You know, for a time, <laughs> and it was good for a time. But you know, things have expiry dates. Yeah. But yeah, one time I remember one time I came over and it was like our second date or like third day dating maybe even like a week and I came over and I just like I was like so happy and I remember Zach was like talking to me and I was looking at him with like a smile and like I looked back I was like I kind of didn't even care what he was saying he was saying something I was like yeah 
and I just dragged my drag, and he was looking at me like, like he never talks like that, you know. I just really didn't give a fuck about anything. I was so happy about yeah. life. It gives you this like enlightenment when you're uh, in love for a bit. I'd be at work and I'd be like, it's whistling and shit. <laughs> just like happy at seven in the morning. It's just the feeling of being loved and you don't necessarily have to be in a relationship to have that. No, but when you are, it's uh, it's very specific to that person. That's the problem. That's the problem. But, I mean, it can be good. I mean, it, I mean, who, who doesn't like appreciating something happening in a moment? See it, see it for what it is, rather than. Uh, I don't appreciate shit. I don't appreciate you. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I'd like to have a girl in my life that I treat like you, or like one of my friends. You know, like we don't even have to have sex. It can just be like a really, really close relationship with somebody that is almost like family. Yeah, that shit makes you feel good, man. Yeah, and, and like I don't even like. I'm not a very sexual person, man. I don't have a very big sex drive. Sex isn't like the biggest thing in my life. Yeah. But when I'm, I like hanging out with uh, all kinds of different people. You know? And I think that it's very hard to find a girl that is like really easy to get along with and that you're, you have no filter on. But when you find that person, it's like, that's so cool. It is nice. Because girls have different perspectives on things. But, yeah, exactly, especially when it's a girl, because it's just like kind of makes you feel. And like you can ask them questions about their their whole species of gender, like what yeah. are girls like. But girls don't usually like to talk like that, or else, or you're put in a friend zone if you are talking like that. It's like fuck you. Can I just have a conversation with you like you're a human being? You're the one putting the stereotypes on them. Well, that's the thing. You can find girls that are um, that are similar to you and that have the same ideals, even if they're. Ag- I guess. Ag- the, I guess the whole thing is that they're. The point is they're. They're so hard to find nowadays. <laughs> they're still around. You know, or I guess the the thing is no one's doing any real work to find these people. Mm. They think that t- swiping on Tinder is all the work that needs to be done. I deleted Tinder, man. Yeah, it's pretty. If I'm gonna meet some, the kind of girls that I want to talk to are not the kind of girls that I would download Tinder in the first place. Yeah. Every exactly. single girl on Tinder is a, is a left, for me. Yeah. Like sorry, and I don't go right on everybody because I'm obsessed with sex and I fuck anybody. I don't want to fuck anybody. Yeah. It's awkward. I don't want to have people in my house, your DNA, and my fucking sheets and shit. I gotta wash my sheets after that. Yeah. I want to know you. They're expensive motherfucking sheets, bitch. Yeah, I want to know your family. <laughs> I wonder what kind of music your dad's into. You know, like that's that's what I'm into. Can I share music with your dad? Is it that kind of relationship? Well, the only girl that I will ever go for is someone who has something that's something to my personality, has something for me. Somebody that I can, yeah. Somebody that can, uh, not so much set me straight. But somebody that can uh, no, call me out on my bullshit, you know? Well, I don't want to be such straight, and I don't really want to honestly be called out on my bullshit either, but um, I know what you're coming from. I know what you mean, but like... And friends can do that, but... 
Yeah, exactly. That's just what a friend does. It's mainly just, yeah. There's just so much complication when you put the word girlfriend on it because now you have expectations. When you say someone's your friend, I mean, we don't really have that much expectation between each other. I mean, there's there's a level of respect that we try to keep, but there's no real expectation. I mean, I don't expect you to uh, um, you know, come over every day or, you know, I don't expect you to uh, you know, do anything, really. I expect you to be yourself, and that's what I like about you, right? Yeah. And if you could just move that into a relationship, it'd be great. But people don't do that. People expect their girlfriends to be something. And girls expect their boyfriends to be something. I don't want my boyfriend to have a tree tattoo. I don't want my boyfriend to. Yeah, well, that's the thing about relationships. You gotta fucking um, compromise. And yeah, but what you're saying, like earlier, like you shouldn't have to compromise too much. For your own self-worth, right? You have to have some barrier to like. Yeah, no, I'll do. You it's don't. It's not like I'll do anything for you. I'll do a lot of things for you, well, but yeah, there's some things I'm not gonna do. Okay, sorry. You don't want to be a, a worthless person because you don't want to be, and you don't want to be a piece of shit because. Yeah. You just. But it's about you it's just, about camaraderie you wanna, and experience. You don't want to be a piece of shit. Like you don't want to be a piece of shit, but like. Um, I'm not going to give myself up for anybody. But yeah, like, at this point, like, um, I don't feel like the need to, to change for anybody because, like, what I'm working for for myself is to be mm. my, to be a better person uh, for yeah. me and yeah. to, to be more of myself and, like, I want... I want to, to work on myself and um, mm -hmm. think about us like um, I don't rely on your validation of me I don't need compliments from you when I get them they're fucking amazing if you were to go hang out with somebody else I wouldn't get jealous if you think about that, that relationship that we have that's like I'll let, you, I'll let you do whatever you want if you just let if you move that over to relationships and move and like get rid of the jealousy relationships can be a lot easier if you just take away the baby part of it <laughs> like being a baby not wanting a baby just being a baby about it mm -hmm. if you treat your girlfriends like friends first there's a level of respect that you keep but when you have a girlfriend it's almost like you take a little bit of respect away and you sort of feel like I'm responsible for you and I'm responsible for your choices I don't feel responsible for you or your choices I like you because I don't have to worry about you. That's why I like you. <laughs> you keep your shit going without me, you know, and and and, and vice versa. I guess it's different with a girl because there's sex involved. You know, that's really the only thing. Because like a, a friend that you don't have sex with is just a friend. I mean, a girlfriend that you don't have sex with is just a close friend. I don't want to. I don't. And that doesn't. I don't really want. I don't want to sound sexist. Say that again, what did you say? What I'm saying is that sex is sort of the only thing that defines something being a relationship rather than a friendship. Because me and you, we have a relationship, right? We don't, we're not dating, but we have a relationship. We don't have sex, I don't think, do we? No, okay. but we have a relationship. Uh, Friendships are relationships. Every 
every person you know you have a relationship with. Yeah, okay. So a friendship, it was a relationship. But when you're in a relationship, the friendship part goes away, and a lot of the respect goes away with that. And you sort of feel like you're responsible for this person's choices, and you don't feel like that they can make their own choices. And that's where a lot of jealousy comes in, and that's where, like... When you're in a sexual relationship, is what you mean? When, when, when you're in a relationship that involves sex with the other person, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and that sex is sort of a reward for being a good boy, or a good girl, or a good person. Yeah. So when you take that away from it, what you have is just a very close, intimate, compassionate relationship with somebody, which is great because, you know, you can be honest and still have the respect of you make your own choices at the end of the day. At the end of the day, you're going to make your own choices. And you can listen to me or you don't have to listen to me, but the respect is always there. And when you're in a relationship, the respect is always being threatened, and the respect is always at jeopardy. It's like, if you do this, I'll never res- I won't respect you, or something like that. Mm-hmm. You would never say that to your friend. Mm-hmm. You're, you'd be like, fuck you, bye. I'll go hang out with someone else. <laughs> you know, you gotta be yourself and just be an honest person. And when you're in a relationship, that gets tangled up so easily because your ego is getting threatened all the time by other men. Why are you so worried about me hanging out with this other guy? Because he has a dick. That's why. Because <laughs> he, he has a dick. Because he wants the fun. And you don't have a dick. You don't know what it's like having a dick. Yeah. He might, he's a great guy. He's probably a great guy. He probably is trying to hang out with you. But he's got a dick. And I'd fuck you. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I'd treat on you, so... <laughs> I deleted Tinder, I'm not an, and I have no desire to talk to anybody, which almost hinders me because when I see a girl walking along the street or something, it's like, oh shit, I have not used to this yet. I haven't, I'm not, I haven't brushed up on my, on my, Concerning. on my fucking performative emotions yet. Concerning, yeah. my concierge <laughs> role model yet, yeah, whatever it is. Concierge. And I have no interest in you talking to her, man. I want to talk to you guys. I want to just chill. I don't want to not worry about that. When things get back together again, and when I... When the time comes, it'll, it'll come. And I'm not even making it a checkpoint in my life. Why would he... It's not a checkpoint. The day I met you was the day my life started, baby. <laughs> That's what people say, man. Yeah. It's like, come on, man, dude. Really? You're really gonna, like, suck this girl's dick like that? <laughs> Girls don't do that for guys. That's, um... It's like, I'm the strong masculine one, but I'm really the vulnerable one. Well, that, that's the problem, and you, you don't want to get into that, because, if anything, uh, it's just getting worse for guys. I remember Zach posted a times times they aren't uh, they aren't getting better. Everything that's happened in society, like in the past two thousand years, every every little like motion that men have made to try to like change things for the better, for the betterment of men or um, whatever, any of that shit has all eventually led. To this point in time, yeah. So, um, if anything, 
if this is how we see it as a bad thing, then it's just going to get worse. It's not like it's changing. Yeah. This virus and this... Um, this whole state of mind everyone's in. Everything that's happened is... <clears throat> this is part three. Yeah, this is part three. Um, man, Zach uh, posted this poem lots of years ago. It was like this letter code poem. It was like, Women, I love the way they walk all over me. And I, I remember being like 17, reading that and being like, Hey, man. What the fuck do you mean by that? <laughs> Are you a woman? Dude? Are you just gonna... What do you mean let women walk all over you? What does that mean? That means, like, Who the worst you? thing I can think of. Yeah. Letting someone walk all over you just because they're a woman? That's sexist. That's sexism completely reversed on itself. A lot of people use the same stereotypes that they're against. They just don't realize that they're using the same tactic. <clears throat> Zach's a different breed. For the longest time, I thought Zach was gay. Like when I didn't know that he had a kid, and I didn't know that he had uh, ex past girlfriends. You didn't know this thing that he did. <laughs> yeah, there was a couple months where I thought he was uh, gay, mm -hmm. and I didn't uh, care. But I just that's I just thought he was gay. Uh, it's funny that you pretty much accepted it. Like, yeah. I thought he was gay, and then when I heard that he had a kid, I was kind of like. So, oh, okay, he's not gay, okay, he's straight. And I kind of thought he was a cool guy. I was like, oh, okay, he's just, like, really, like, open to Things. gender, like, possibilities. And he's fluid. He's very, yeah, understanding of women. But then eventually it became to a point where And you're like, like, oh, he's not even smart about it. <laughs> yeah, he's just... He's, like, he could be, he could be smart about it, but he totally took it the wrong way. He's just ignorant in a bad yeah. way. Yeah, it just became a pompous bullshit guy. Ignorant to the way that women are, and like, um, lets them walk all over. Him. Lets them walk all over him. That's, that's the he thinks that's the way it should be. He just lets them because it's like play games with this It's head. Uh, women's reconciliation. Yeah, and he, he lets it uh, destroy him and put him in the place that he is. And that's why he wants to get blackout drunk with me at ten thirty in the morning, while his pregnant girlfriend's like asleep. You know, when he could be making her breakfast, reading a book on how to be a good dad, you know, just trying to make more money. All these things that he could be trying, he could be doing to prepare for a life in this world. Instead, he wants to get blackout drunk at 10.30 in the morning. That's why he's like other, most other people in this society and just like... It just shows that he wants to forget about the fact that he doesn't like the place that he's in right now. Went to school for something that he doesn't give a fuck about and... He gives too much of a fuck about it. He told me once that he was like, yeah, man, um, I think, like, he, I was like, yeah, he was like, yeah, all this shit, it's like, some of this stuff is, uh, is bullshit. Like, I, I can't write essays on it because it's always contradicting itself. I was like, yeah, your whole fucking ideology is contradicting itself. Because one time I, he, I asked him what this whole answer was to this gender does whole inequality thing like what's the answer and he said that we should separate everybody by race in certain parts of the world and i went oh we should go back to segregation we should go back to racism is that your answer to racism is go back to racism he wants to segregate the world by race so that nobody copies each other's culture 
I'm like, that's fucked up, man. People should be always mixing together, you know? People should be celebrating their differences. Of course, people need to be different. People do need to be different. Celebrate that. But the fact that you acknowledge it doesn't mean that you're racist and you should always be keeping everything separate. That's called segregation, dude. That's why they had black and white bathrooms. That's fucked up. Like, he's so backwards with it. And it just, it, it makes me sad because this is serious stuff that people care about. And he's just, like, thinking about it like, it's, it's, it's just got he's so backwards about it. That's why I care. Uh, well, we can't, he's not going to listen to this podcast. <laughs> well, it just kind of proves that, um, his theories are all, uh... No one's ever agreed with him on anything. And that's why he only has me as a friend. And chill. And every morning he wants to get out of the fucking house to go drink with me or something. And I just ignore his texts every time. Like, no, man, I'm not going to. It's 9.30 a.m. I can't. It just kind of proves how the misguidedness of it all because that's not what's going to happen. The opposite's going to happen and everyone's going to be eventually the same the same race. And, and I don't want to say the same gender, but who fucking knows? anything the world's becoming more connected so that's just the opposite of what's gonna happen yeah I mean I'm totally with him on the you know on the basic principles like you know I'm not like you know just well, be, I'm not gonna judge we shouldn't judge people on their skin just the same as we shouldn't judge people no, on their that, eye color that idea is so it's a primary idea of course we no, should no, be. no 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 that idea that he had about segregating different cultures mm-hmm. is just so Backwards. That's a result of feminism folding in on itself. So that just shows that he just can't think. He doesn't understand history, yeah. first of all. <laughs> you know, like, and I told him, like, oh, so segregation is your answer? You're a racist. You're using the same tactics well, that racists. Just use. never gonna happen. Like, if you look at the world, it's just the fact that he thinks that he fucking knows the answers. You know, it's crazy. And he thinks that he's better than everybody just because he's like, he's read a few essays before. There's like a city in Los Angeles. There's so many languages they speak. Six. No. Two. One. It's like 286. There's a city in Los Angeles, and they speak 286 languages? Yeah. That must be a lot of different people in one city. Exactly. And guess how many, like, languages there are all in all of, like, Earth? There's, like, 550 languages? No. Yeah, isn't there? 6,000-something? Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's languages we don't even know. There's more than, that's more than, like, the colors. <laughs> It's, uh, yeah, it's like crazy. There's places that, like, they'll speak a language here, and, like, a mile away, they'll speak a different language. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, you can you can sort of divvy them up into, um, you can even divvy them up into dialects, and you can call a certain dialect a language. Like, you can, this is Irish, this is yeah, but, South Irish, no, this is Wales. These are, like, but, yeah, I guess, but, yeah, still, still different languages. Mm. I mean, all language is, is, and see, if you view language as an entity, 
it has the same evolutionary process as humans. Like, language flows through us. Like, we're the facilitators for live language, right? Like, language happens because of us. And it flows from one person to the, ex to the next. And this information flows, and that's what creates buildings. Two people um, agreeing on something and using teamwork to do something, right? Language is what is the catalyst for that. Um. <clears throat> Language creates reality. I forget what we were talking about. Uh, just the the diversity of the world. Um, there's uh, so many different places. Yeah. So that speak that many different language languages. has an evolution, and language is just a copy of another group of people moving to another place and changing that language, and even creating their own words, making their own language, spawning, you know. Uh, generations and generations of people who are changing that language. Fifty different languages. And you can see that in English today, how slang is is literally changing the changing the way we speak. Like, and within our lifetimes, we've seen language change. You know, we've seen words literally become invented and mean things, and words being added to the dictionary as in our in our lifetimes. And just imagine that in a bigger scale, like the way language was in, in say the 1800s and 1700s compared to now even memes they say memes are a, are a type of language well yeah and, and there's and there's a that picture there's, of a thing there's that many languages right that's, and it's that diverse uh, of a world but um, I feel like um, I don't know I want to say like I want to say like 50% of them can speak a little bit of English, mm. which is weird because like um, it comes back to like the universal language thing, where like eventually there might just be a universal yeah. language, and like there, you know it could, it could be shapes. Everybody knows what a house looks like. Mm. Everybody knows like you know. Well, uh, here's a cringe alert! Cringe alert! Terence McKenna talks about uh, <laughs> when you take a mushroom, a lot of mushrooms, or a little bit of DMT, mm -hmm. um, you encounter thing these entities who are trying to teach you how to speak shapes into being, like speak this language where you're you're manifesting things happen with your with your voice, or not even with your voice, with your intention, sort of, because language is just your intention. Hmm. Vocalized. Um, mushrooms and DMT share the same active chemical in your, in your brain, and that activates the amygdala, which is the language center of the brain, and that um, that really gets like stimulated. So that's why you're on shrooms. You can't like your your speaking abilities are kind of fucked up. Like the way you're talking and the the words you're choosing are kind of like messed up when you're on shrooms. That's because uh, the certain areas of your brain are being stimulated that aren't usually stimulated. They're talking to each other. It's awesome, and they think that that's because of because psilocybin has been in uh, on the earth for for millions and billions of years. Mm -hmm. They think that monkeys have 
tested this and added it to their diet through evolution and they started tripping even just with small amounts they start tripping and in small amounts it raises their uh, visual acuity and their peripherals so they're more likely to see a tiger or a predator and they're more likely to to be early on with the with the reaction for that more likely to survive and spawn other children who are also going to add that into their diet because that helps they realize that that helps them if you add more mushrooms into the diet which they would do occasionally you become aroused and becoming aroused creates group sexual experiences so back then when people lived in villages and hunter and gatherer societies there wasn't just um, there wasn't monogamy there wasn't man and woman there was just fucking there was if there was a child you couldn't chase the line of paternity for the male that's why males never know really who their children are the women always know who their children are because they're the ones who literally give birth they know who their children are because they're going through the whole thing themselves men can't trace lines of paternity so this shows that in the past men have just been fucking and women have been letting them fuck because the women thought that the more men that they fucked, they thought that it built it up. If you have, a, if you fuck a funny guy, you fuck a smart guy, you fuck a guy that's good at hunting, you fuck a guy that's uh, that's that's a protector, um, and you fuck a guy with a good nose or whatever. They thought that all of those people that you fucked would create the baby. You know, and then eventually, science proved otherwise. But that's why. Um, if you had a child, it wasn't your child, it was the village's child, and the, and the child grew up not with one parent, or two parents, but with many, many guardians throughout their lives. So everyone they meet is their, is their parent, is their teacher. And I think that's just kind of like the pure way to go through it with it, you know? But because of agriculture, because of capitalism, we've, um, we've condensed this down into like safety, and like, I'm gonna be with just one person and I'm gonna have this easy life with just one person. And then we now we have this thing where we grew up with two parents and, yeah. But I think mushrooms has, they think that, they think that. There's a theory that psilocybin being introduced to the diet in, um, in, in early stages of, uh, in human evolution helped us realize who we are as human beings and helped us come online and become more aware. Went from animals to intelligent beings. That's what they think. And they also think that psilocybin coming into Earth in the first place, there's no other chemical that relates to psilocybin. See, in chemicals on Earth, there's always chains of chemicals and they always relate to other chemicals. Psilocybin is, is its own chemical. There's no family. It just arrived on Earth. There's no family of it. It just kind of arrived. And um, there's other fungi, right? And it's in the fungi family, but there's no other actual psilocybin chemical that's related to it. Um, so they think that psilocybin actually came from another dimension put here on Earth so that humans would take it and then realize um, to get to the next level of from humans to man. And then from man to maybe downloading our consciousnesses into the technological age of what we are creating now. And that's getting into the conversation of yesterday. Yeah. Sorry for talking too long. Thanks for letting me talk. <clears throat>
You know how you were talking about, um, what if, um, someday they could, like, uh, project your dreams on, like, into reality and mm-hmm. kind of just like see what you're what you're visualizing see the highlights in the morning and like, your dreams were and I was kind of like and I was kind of thinking about VR kind of in the same realm yeah what if instead of that what if um, when you went to sleep you could program your dreams um, into this VR reality mm-hmm. so like instead of um Instead of it being, instead of it being from your dreams, this like, this picture that you're seeing, what if when you went, when you went into your dreams, you could live in that VR reality and basically you, you went, you go to sleep and you can, the VR dream, you go to sleep and you can basically um, live your fantasy reality in your dream. So. Yeah, so it's like okay, so you're in the state where you're 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 entering REM sleep, right? You're in that state where you're like, okay, I'm going to sleep, and then the dream starts slowly coming on, and then you kind of like have this option of like, would you like a regular dream or the VR dream? And then you can choose a VR dream, and then that's like the lucid. Dream kind of, and, area. Then, and then you can kind of just do it. Or you it. can or you can choose the uh, or like yeah. automatic dream, which is regular dream. And then you can, and then that's kind of where you can build up your. Um, all your weird ex- experiences or your like your other dimension kind of idea and you can build worlds like minecraft and, yeah yeah just like it, it's a video instead game. of happening instead of it happening outside of that it happens in your dream and the same time you're sleeping you're regenerating yeah you're 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 sleeping you're you're doing what sleep people do yeah but you're in a, Get energy back. In a different reality in your dream well i think that the more see we don't even uh, science doesn't know we don't know what sleep is we have such a like it's so hard to figure out what sleep actually is like we're so behind we know a lot of things about human what what humans do we don't know a lot about what sleep does man i've looked a lot into it we like scientists there's a lot of people who uh have careers on studying like sleep there's a lot of science on it we know a lot about it but we've only scratched the surface because sleep is is brain and uh uh, neurology, neuroscience, um, um, biological psychology, that stuff is, uh, we don't really know much about it yet. We know quite a bit, like enough to really like fill in some time and talk about it, but um, there's a lot of stuff that is like magic that, that scientists just don't understand. And people who are into religion are like, that's that's what that's that explains it mm-hmm. because science if scientists can explain it then I can explain it as my religion you know there's a lot of mystery and magic in the universe that we just don't fucking know and I think that the point is we're not even supposed to know we're supposed to wonder we're supposed to ah we're supposed to look and ah we're supposed to do that that's our that's our job that's wonder that gives us joy to go oh isn't it beautiful the joy and the wonder and the and the uh, the uh, the curiosity of life, you know, if you knew everything all the time, every day, you'd be bored as fuck, wouldn't you? Like, it's, it's kind of great not knowing things because then you can. The point of life is so that you can 
enjoy the journey of, of learning to know these things. Yeah, the surprise. And that's why old people are wise, and old people are sort of, you know, they can get to a place where they're kind of ready to die because they feel like that they sort of knew everything that they need to know. Yeah. They they milked it. They milked everything that there is to know here in this finite, limit limited dimension and planet. Whatever we're in. So I had an idea I had to write down, and I thought you'd be really into it. And I had it for a while, and I forgot about it, but as you were talking, I, I fucking remembered it, and I had to write it down. I'm sorry. Yeah. Do you have to go take a piss or something? No, just grab more OJ. Can you grab me a beer? I have a feeling you're going to be really into this idea. Okay, well, we only got ten minutes left, so we can make this a... Uh... Oh, this will be really quick. Three and a half hour podcast or... Uh... Yeah. So, you like open world games, right? Sure. So, and you've seen The Hangover. They're good games. You've seen The Hangover, the movie? I've seen it. So, imagine a game where you wake up on a rooftop and you're hungover as fuck. And the game is this open world game where you have to... It's like the hangover. You have to sort of figure out where you were last night. You know, it's kind of a horror open world game where you have to find your friends, find out what happened last night. Uh, and there's clues, you know, there's clues. You find a phone, you find your phone, you go through it. And like there's clues in these pictures and you find a picture and you have to go like go to this place. Okay. Doesn't that sound like a really cool, like, it has a lot of potential for, for a game, you know? It does. Would you play that? Yeah, I, I definitely would. A hangover game? Um, yeah, if, it, if I had good graphics, yeah. It sounds play. like a... Yeah, it's like the opening. You wake up. Yeah. You know, it's like a zombie opening there are, game or something. You know? And there are games like that. Mm. Um, Witcher, um, The Last of Us. Yeah, they, well, there's games that you, like, don't know what happened at the start. and Kind of the exact same concept. You have to figure it out. But, um... Fallout is like that. It would... Be, yeah, the, there you go. Yeah. It would be, um... It would be better if there was like a like a lot of mystery to it though, and like. What if there was an element of comedy to it? It would it would be better too if. It's a good it's a great concept, but you'd have to be totally like in mystery, and it's better as a real life concept where like you don't actually know what the fuck's going on. What if it actually was based on the movie, and you had a Zach Galifianakis character, oh, and things were kind of ba- kind of kind of comedic, shit out of it, yeah. but it was also open world as fuck. But it had graphics as good as Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, pretty much like, and you could do VR if you wanted to. I would kill that game, yeah, Yeah. for sure. Yeah, and it was kind of like Grand Theft Auto. Like, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. But you got missions, because you've got to hang over, and you've got to figure out. You've got to go back to your apartment. You don't even know where you're at. You don't even know where your apartment is. You know, you've got to figure all this shit out. You've got to figure your whole identity. And you kind of create your identity, too, as you go. Yeah. But creating your identity is also remembering it in the game. That'd be awesome. That's man. a cool idea. Yeah. yeah, you kind of like build skills. That and you, you in your game, you're like you're remembering it, but really you're just creating yourself. Yeah. You're your avatar, and your Sims character, and your friends, yeah. and your house, and... and it's kind of personalized. Like you build, um, you you build skills up, like different skill trees and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, in the story, it's uh, what you always were. So the conflict in the game would be. 
random ass people like trying to jump you and fight you and you have to figure out why they're why they're attacking you you're like the mafia is after you and you're like fucking why why are you guys after me and you're still fighting them but then you're also trying to figure out like why you know yeah and it'd be cool if if every decision you made lead to lead to do a different thing so every time you played the game over again it was like a adventure story where you you choose the it goes in a different way every time. Yeah, that'd be cool. I don't know. I just I kind of thought about that for a while. I was like, man, that's sort of the the same concept of every zombie game too. Anyway, especially if it had like comedy aspects in it. Comedy aspects, yeah. Oh, yeah. Grand Theft Auto Hangover. If they made a Hangover game that got like a nine point five rating, I would fucking kill the shit out of it. Would you buy it? Oh yeah. Would you like produced by John Cody? And I'd be like, man, I made this. No, at like, that point, I'll buy no, two. I'd probably not buy it. I probably would, you probably wouldn't buy it then. No, you'd wait till I got it. You'd be like, well, if you made it, give it to me for free, yeah, fucker. Exactly. Yeah. Let me try this out. I'll get a free copy. Probably not as good as you think it is. Play the demo. I can say that. <laughs> yeah, you play the trial. I still want to buy uh, COD Four, or at least, you know what? Fuck COD Four. I want to play the new newest Black Ops. That's what I want. I want to get Xbox Live and the newest Black Ops. Remember how in that um, episode of, uh, I showed you that video of Green Gang? <laughs> I love Green Gang, yeah. Remember when um, he picks up that mobster and they drive and they kind of drive outside of the world? Yeah. And they drive like through a building and they kind of go outside of the world? Imagine if there was a movie and um, it's like about like a mob, mob a couple, couple mobsters and they're like mm, trying, to okay. ki- trying to kill each other, they hate each other. It's like this you know, the whole life feud has been like they hate each other, and then all of a sudden they they get in this situation where they have to rely off each other to live. Yeah. Like they're okay. Like they're stuck on like a a plane or something like that. A survival situation. Plane like crashes or like or like they both get. Oh, how about like a Life of Pi thing where you're on a boat with a, yeah. another guy? Or they get kidnapped. They both get kidnapped because they're in the wrong place at the wrong time, and mm. they like have to like um, yeah, or like they're on an island and they have to survive with each other even though they, they fucking. That's hate sort each of other. the opposite of every defensive game, using teamwork rather than having to f- shoot and fight. You're using teamwork with these bots. You're like having to uh, create political establishments and like, you know, this guy. Th- this is the democracy of this situation and, and you're going to see if your political view works in the society in the simulation I guess it's kind of like what jail is there's there's games like that like civilization and stuff you can you can um, you know if you're really smart you can make certain decisions and it's a simulation really mm-hmm. you can see if your decisions are for a society are working you know you can see in a simulation of universal income works for a major for like an average population yeah it's not always accurate but you could probably see what would happen yeah you know? there's a uh, I like watching games like that there's a couple games like that um, I've seen like a, a video and like um, a guy played a game and it's like um, it's kind of an apocalypse apocalypse game and uh, Jesus and um, a licorice lips game something like that and um, so like the concept and it's just like a very simple like the graphics are made on like paint.net kind of thing like a very simple game oh yeah 
and like um, it uh, they have like you have like a bunker. Yeah. And like every um, you have all you have to do is it, it just kind of shows the door and it kind of shows like the ha like the the window like hatch opening of the door. Yeah. And it'll just show like a person's face and it'll be like this guy um, was a before the apocalypse was a construction worker blah 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 like this guy owns a dog this guy um, th thinks that uh, killing is fun this guy has a tendency of stealing things that he sees this girl is um, a nurse this girl uh, likes to light things on fire and you kind of just have to like choose, you know, the whole game is you just kind of like choose, you have to choose like 30 people to let into your bunker. Okay. And then once you like choose like the 30 people, it kind of tells you like how your, uh, what your outcome is. And like if you choose too many fucking crazy people or too many, like make too many bad decisions or whatever, like it kind of just, uh, you know. It's like you fuck up. It'll be like your society has been burned down. Yeah, the, try harder. The crazy girl fucking stole from Try Marxism home. next time. Yeah. Bugs Bunny? Yeah, it's, yeah that's him. <laughs> I gotta take a piss. Do you want to pause? Yeah. Do you wanna do, oh, we can do three more minutes. Yeah, we can end it. Let's just do three more. Let's just do a couple more minutes. Yeah. But yeah, it's kind of a cool idea for a game. I like those games where it's just very simple. Kind of shit like that. I, I, I love that concept, man. It's good. I love it's coming cool. up with ideas for shows, games. Yeah. If any of you guys out there have any ideas, if you want to give us any feedback, I had if you want to... I had another idea for, like, a movie. It was, like, uh, uh, I don't know if it's already been made, but it's, like, this girl gets, like, uh, kidnapped. Or she gets, like, um... She doesn't get kidnapped. She gets, like, picked up by, like, a... A driver or something like that and then realizes that she's in like a hostage situation and like she's that taken the guy to, no she gets like picked up by a driver and um maybe like a tax taxi driver or something yeah. and um or like an uber and like fucking um she's in like a hostage situation the guy doesn't let her leave and then eventually like she like falls in love with the guy and um okay yeah Sounds like it sounds like a, like a Netflix original or like an indie film. Yeah. Seems like you'd have somebody like um, Emma Stone in there. Yeah, she could definitely play that. <laughs> we got well, it. this podcast was brought to you in part by the ability to uh, jump. Be grateful for the Lord Almighty. You must have a higher power, everybody. Jesus is Lord, he died for our sins, and he died on the cross and rose three days later. We're coming on summertime. That's well-known facts. We just hope everybody stays safe, you know. We hope we're able to keep this going. We hope that the good Lord blesses us into um, another day. Another boring-ass fucking day. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.